hello and so welcome is... to the fourth episode. You're interrupting me already, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the fourth episode of the Transatlantic uh, Theater Podcast. I'm your co-host, Oscar Reese Freeman, and with me is also... Uh, yes, hi, hello. This is Marcos, as normal, and uh, today we have a special guest, uh, one I haven't spoken to in quite a many years. You know. Uh, you care to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah, my name's David Garcia. I, um, <laughs> what other, what, you need like a bio? 24 years old. No, I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, tell, give us, tell us a little bit about yourself, well, sure. One of the, one of the you reasons plugs, we discussed. You have social media you want to plug. Yeah. You know? I will, but yeah, I'll say for the end. You got a book coming out. <laughs> I'll be classy. Do you have a book coming out? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I, uh, I listen to so many podcasts, and like this is the first one I've really done with people where mm-hmm. there's like a professional aspect to it. And I oh, realized the minute I started nice. talking, I was like, yeah, he's doing an intro. Like, you're like one of those guests that like can't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Also, yeah, I, I'd like to. I like the fact that you're like this is the first kind of professional one we've done. We're on episode four. That makes me feel good. <laughs> well, because I, I actually, if I hadn't overslept, I guess I could have put in a little effort and gotten my. I do have a podcast mic, but I do have these, okay. these headphones are nice enough that I don't think the quality's bad. And yeah, no, it's fine. You just sound like Marco. So yeah, fine. but I, but I had recorded yeah. a podcast with a friend of mine like two, three years ago, and and yeah, we basically used the same kind of like setup, just different platform, I think. And um, yeah, we did it in person, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, do you want me to? <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked to you yeah, guys. And well, when was the last time the, I talked to you guys quick... in person? What do you think? Uh, the last time I think I spoke to you in person, fuck, I don't know, four or five years ago, maybe because. Yeah. It was, I don't even know if I saw you the last time you came down to to LA area. Yeah. Oh, well, man. when did did you see me at all in college? Like, is there at any point where I was in college and we hung out? I uh, want to say there was like one time because well, when you used to come down to visit from San Francisco, we'd go to Denny's. That was like our th- right. thing. Right. Sure. Because when you of came course. to visit, we'd go to Denny's, and that <laughs> That's was true. You know the the holy sanctum of of our. Of our conversations. Yeah, yeah the, the last the... time I spoke to a Garcia was your dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my god, I, dude. I worked with him. Holy fucking shit. Oh my god. You... Oh, also, yeah. are there any like uh, policy procedures I need to know about? Because <laughs> I was. Um, I was... Uh, no, you can just curse like... and say whatever you want. Okay. Oh, yeah, just don't uh, try not to drop a bunch of people's information out. Oh, yeah, yeah we're yeah, trying yeah. not to name drop because we were doing that a lot the first episode as we were catching up and we were like we probably shouldn't just put everyone we ever went to high school with on fucking like on blast yeah I, or, or just go on a string of first names where the listeners just like yeah who the hell are these people who the fuck is that guy yeah, yeah. um yeah Marcus, but, I, I mean the last uh, let's also just quickly state the last collaboration between the three of us this occurred to me the other day was hidden or er, hidden monrovia secrets of a small town <laughs> oh my god documentary that we dude, applied dude, to we the library paid for that i have we so got i have so many thoughts on that each <laughs> That was insane. Oh my god. That was I, I I that was my first gig ever like in reality. That was the first time I ever got paid for a project. Yeah. Dude, they paid us so much for that like that, that was absurd. I, I keep god. saying that absurd. like that has the highest budget of anything I've ever worked on <laughs> of $1500. <laughs> oh my god, dude. And I think I think oh. we won by like default. Like there's only one other group yeah, that submitted. Was one other group submitted, and it was a three-hour documentary about mice in like a rat maze, like following cheese. And like oh, they legitimately. Oh Christ! Oh, <laughs> and they were yeah, supposed I to actually... show our stuff too at some viewing. 
Yeah. 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 I did not. I, and you know what? I think the thing, today. honestly, why why it didn't quite work is that we really just didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> like, I think the no. question yeah. you were asking, if we had known like how to do maybe like historical research or or look up the yeah. like city, go to the city planner's office and like look up like old building codes you know what i mean stuff like that well there's a way to make that into a real documentary it's just like we were you know 15 in my defense in my defense (laughs) yeah that was your side of the project (laughs) because you were like you were like i'm interested in journalism i want to do journalism so i'll look up the stuff you know how to do the video production stuff and Uh, i was like okay and i'll get marcos who likes to be in front of the camera right so i'll get marcos to be in front of the camera i'll do all the video work and david will do all the research and then every time we just came to filming i'd call you i'd be like did you find any information out and you're like no i was like okay yeah i just looked at marcos i was like marcos say this is interesting but we don't know why it's here we almost should have turned it into like a spoof film <laughs> like idiots oh, like making a movie <laughs> uh, that's I what mean, we should have done it did feel that way yeah yeah, yeah. D- well the best part those, was the uh... first thing we ever the first thing we filmed was the intro and outro so it was like right. marcos by the fountain going we're gonna show you all the interesting things about monrovia and then the outro was you know same day marcos going that's all the interesting things you've learned about monrovia today <laughs> and then we then <laughs> for the next like two weeks getting no Im- interesting information no we just talked <laughs> yeah, to and people. i think we kind of i think we i remember turned it into a like man the on last... the street type deal oh christ God. <laughs> i distinctly <laughs> remember i distinctly remember also like there was like one i forget which like what question or subject it was on but there was one sort of like final piece i think i think it actually had to do with the the bible inscription cornerstone at pinkberry mm-hmm. you remember that and oh yeah. yeah there was there was no way i was gonna find out why that was there you know what i mean like it's just i i was yeah. not capable of doing that and i remember Dude, like i told you that and you said oh okay well i'll have marcos films and it and i get the movie and it's, <laughs> it's marcos recording it from his computer at his desk like in the dark <laughs> <laughs> and i think the do- i think the line was we may never know why this cornerstone was oh my up. god you're right i remember that now <laughs> and I didn't even like frame it very well. Like you're just sitting there in front of. The... I think Marcos was not even at the computer. I think I was it like, looks... Marcos, come to the computer, so it looks like you're researching something. Oh and it's God. just there's like a fan behind him because it was like a hot summer day. Dude, it was so bad. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah, that Man. may be that may be I the most like money I've ever earned piece. for no effort. <laughs> I I think I still oh, have God. the DVD somewhere. Oh, I do. It's on my shelf. I have it. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember also that that bit that happened where we turned in the the video and she was like, okay, yeah, I'll give it to our team and they can make a DVD. And me being just a cocky little fucking 16-year-old was like, I know how to make DVDs. And she was like, okay, can you do that then? And I was like, why don't I just give myself more work? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, you know, you guys want to hear like actually kind of like the sad – I have a kind of like a sad personal follow-up. You want to hear that? Okay, yes, yeah, go ahead. I do. I don't know how – okay, so – Oh, I hope my dad doesn't listen. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> he, so I get that DVD, right? And my parents yeah. had kind of known we were working on this, right? Like I had to, we did it after school and yeah. stuff. And they go, oh, this is the movie you guys have been working on. And I go, yeah. <laughs> and it's like after dinner, like it's like 6 p.m. We're all sitting on the TV and they go, why don't you put it on? And I go, okay, <laughs> put it on. And they watch it in silence. I can't even stay in the room with them to watch it. It's like unbearable. And oh then my God. they don't really say anything. They're just kind of like, oh, okay, great. And then we're in the car the next day. I don't know where we're going. We're like driving to Pasadena or whatever. And my dad goes, so David, um, 
how much time did you guys spend on that movie? <laughs> I go, like, <laughs> I don't know, like two weeks? He goes, well, seems like you could have done a lot better. <laughs> and this is why it's sad is I, oh, I started crying. God, I started crying. Oh, no. And oh, the reason God. why is – and I realize now is, like, I think in his mind – there's part of my, my dad, and he feels this way about pretty much everything, where he is always looking at things as problems to be fixed. Like, he's almost like the Terminator. Oh, yeah. Like, he just, he, nothing can <laughs> just lie. He has to be constantly evaluating, yeah. constantly fixing things. And so to him, it's like, well, my son made a movie, and it's not very good, and I feel like I should talk to him <laughs> about it, so that way when he makes another one, he'll know. And then part of me now as an adult is like, do you realize that if you had just said, yeah, great work, I probably could have been making movies this whole time. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. I have more yeah. confidence and access to... Sometimes uh, it does believe just, in myself. Uh, requires a little bit of confidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I never I never showed it to my parents because they, they were like, I was like, oh, I made that movie with Dave. And they were like, oh, how'd it go? I was like, somehow we got money for it. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, well, it's honestly <laughs> the worst thing I've ever done. And they paid us, they paid us $1,500 each or like altogether. Yeah. And like, my dad good. was just like, wow, what a con. Like, <laughs> like dude, wow. just like, that's how I felt about it. I felt like he should have been really yeah. proud that I ripped off these people. <laughs> well, that's the, you should have oh, you know you need to lead in with the, the we rip these people off because that's how yeah that's how i get my dad's attention i'm just like hey i pulled a fast one on somebody he's like get in <laughs> <laughs> yeah your dad's funny dude <clears throat> oh but Man, marcus you a... worked for my dad i i, I kind of forgot I about that how how uh, you can be i had kind of forgotten about you it. can 100 percent be honest with me how was that what did you think of it all right so uh, your your mom your mom's an angel, dude. She's yeah, my, so sure, nice. Sure. So yeah, my cool. mom's great. A plus. And your dad, he's got a very <laughs> interesting sense of humor. I could say whenever he and uh, uh, he had another male doctor. I think it was like Doctor Ford or something like that. Oh yeah, uh, that dude. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He's not yeah, there. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but I know. No, I mean, is. he was kind of old back then. But um, I remember he tried to convince me that Rush Limbaugh was really funny. He was like, no, Rush is really funny. Like, you should listen. Like, he, he's really funny. Like, he, he gets in jabs. So I was like, all right. Oh, my gosh. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, whenever those guys were together, for some reason, like, conversations, they always got around to talking about, like, weed toxicity and animals. And it was just the strangest <laughs> conversations I would hear about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. <laughs> but, Jess is uh, a – yeah. sorry, go ahead. No, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Just, that happens more often than you think, is... that the dog eats it, oh, and dude. What, you two, really just kind of have to the... wait it out. You can't really do anything about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm I sure. mean, it's. I guess that's kind of the same if, like, anybody overdoses on anything. You're just kind of like, he's just like this for a few hours. Yeah, now. you just got to wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just messed up because, you know, people will smoke, and they're like, oh, yeah, haha, I'm going to blow my weed yeah. smoke in my pet's yeah. face. Like, nah, dude. Yeah. They, that makes them sick. Fucking... Don't do that. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, they don't smoke at all anyway. Like, why are you giving them cancer? You're getting enough <laughs> of your second hand just by you being know what? in the room. <laughs> Maybe you remember that, but there there were a, there were a couple dogs from like a certain families. Well, not so much families, but like clients, and they would come in and like just because the client smoked so much, you would smell the dog, and it'd be like smelling the rug of like a smoker's oh, house. Like it was just insane. God, like horrible. Yeah, God. I always felt really bad for those dogs. Yeah. So I would yeah. say this though: that it was probably one of the most rewarding experiences I ever had. I absolutely loved working with animals. Because, like, you know, they'd come in, like, sick and looking like shit, and then you'd take care of them and leave pretty fucking happy and clean and, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, cured of whatever it is, the issue that they have. So that was always super awesome. Yeah. Can I ask a question that's just occurred to me now? Yes. Did No, you had to submit it in advance. For a short... 
didn't working my, uh... as a as a. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me let me call your wife and see if it's okay. Yeah, my agent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah uh, did, did working at a veterinary veterinary office for veterinary. however short amount of time? Huh? <laughs> Nothing. I said no, no, he's making fun I of you. Stop. I, I can't weird. interrupt. I can't interrupt on a podcast. It doesn't. I shouldn't do it in real life. <laughs> yeah. Especially in a recorded <laughs> podcast. Like it's, it's just. Yeah. yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> but did working in a veterinary office for however long a time that you did what's so funny about how i'm saying it it's, it's, it's like james harriet it's how they say it in england like veterinarian is how we pronounce it it's like it's very subtle don't don't oh, worry it's like a milk milk thing don't don't yeah. sweat it listen we've, we've already had like a bunch of conversations about how i've forgotten how to american at this point you know yeah. what like, i just i just yeah i'm, I'm 100 and I'm, I'm like completely in favor of people speaking like how they speak i think that's like great whenever people like yeah especially in like okay you know the combinations of how people pronounce things. I always think it's, I point it out more cause it's like interesting than it is like, uh, yeah. you know, I was actually thinking yeah. about this the other, cause it's, uh, I, I, I have a weird thing where I compliment people on it sometimes, mm -hmm. but the word for it is an idiolect, which sounds like you're calling them an idiot and people get insulted very oh, often. Dude, that's fantastic. Cause I'm just like, I'm like, you have a really, really fascinating <laughs> idiolect. And they're like, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, that's I would great. save that one. Yeah. <laughs> But anyhow, so working in that office, Marcos, yes, is listening. that what kind of led you to trying to, to go down the like medical engineering route that you ended up doing? No, because not at like, all. Well, I have experience here. It's just happenstance. Uh, it was just happenstance. Um, so I tried to get other jobs as a vet tech after that. Um, mm -hmm. And it, Petco called me like after I had already decided to join the military. Uh, but I um, had that happen to me over here where like I – couldn't get a job uh, yeah. in the states and then i finally just went fuck it and bought, bought my ticket to to wales again yeah um and then like two days later uh <laughs> this uh, the job i was like the the job i actually really would have wanted mm -hmm. which was like a delivery driver for i forget what company oh that was and, sweet uh, and i was like yeah because i like driving and like i was yeah. like oh my dad was a bus driver so i mean driving's just in my blood it's in your blood yeah <laughs> but yeah and i was like i was like oh, I'll, I'll i'll do that and like two days later they offered me the job and i was like well I can't refund the ticket now, buddy. <laughs> That'd be funny if you yeah, like bent over backwards to go back for that. I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> maybe they have, maybe they have a, uh, what do you call it? Travel costs or whatever, where they pay for you to move. Moving costs. <laughs> oh, dude, I had that um, when I moved down here to fucking Georgia. Is um, that where you are? I was gonna ask. Yeah, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> where in Georgia? Uh, I'm about two hours outside. Well, more like an hour and a half outside of Atlanta. Hmm. All right. So, yeah. It, like, uh, little... how'd you end up there? Well, all right. Let's uh, let's catch up a little bit, Dave. <laughs> um, so, uh, back to what we were talking about, Reese. Um, when you were talking to me about uh, deciding when I joined the military. So, uh, you know, I tried to go to school for a little bit, and um, was pretty much fucking starving, trying to figure out how to manage living and going to college at the same time. And I was brought to the point where I was almost homeless. So I decided, uh, shit, I need to drop out of college and try to find a job. Couldn't get that situated quick enough. So I went to the recruiter's office and told them that I wanted to join and leave as soon as possible. Um, and my mom was with me at one of the occasions and she was just like, uh, all right, so which one doesn't see combat? <laughs> and I yeah. honestly didn't care. I, I was I kind of was leaning towards combat engineer, um, mm. which seemed like something cool that I wanted to do. 
but uh, they were kind of talking to me about the medical field uh, probably being a, a whiskey, which is a combat medic. But well, then they also said there was this other class that was open, not this class, but a training that was open for a uh, 68 Alpha, which is a biomedical equipment technician, a BMET. Yeah. And they said that they never see this class available. And also because I tested relatively high on the scores, dude, like these, this test, the ASVAB for the army is so fucking easy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Is it like um, SAT stuff or is it like, no, it's like fucking can you do basic math and understand basic <laughs> physics type stuff? Um, yeah. And they do have like a small language portion, but it's not very big. Uh, right. But you, they kind of situate it in a way that it uh, tests you on specific topics and you get specific scores in those specific topics and that kind of uh, pushes you towards certain jobs that would help you out or that would be easy for you. So if you have a high uh, technical or engineering skill according to that test, then they would want to put you in more uh, you know, technically advanced um jobs such as like missile guidance system training or right. biomedical equipment technician training so we saw that and they said yeah the training's like a year long and i was like okay cool i could just coast for a whole year and uh oh, dude i wish i i wish the training was shorter to be honest it was a long fucking year but uh i did all my training for that and um from there they stationed me out in el paso so i was actually there for a long time um hmm. but a two or three years something like that in El Paso and then um, after that I got out I mean I met my wife Hannah um, oh. and I'm married now too by the Congrats. way Congrats. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I met her in training as well she was also a, a BMET but she decided mm -hmm. to get out of that uh, she originally also wanted to be a 68 whiskey the combat medic but uh, because she was a trauma nurse before going mm -hmm. in um, but she got roped into becoming an alpha, and uh, once she got out, she got medically discharged for some issues with her back, mm. and uh, so that's that's cool and everything. I mean, it's not cool that she's got back issues, but it's cool that you know we get army pay for the rest of her life. So, <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much paying for my house. So it's awesome. Yeah, so you're, you're in the army, like that's the branch. You're in the army. Yeah, sorry, I, did I you already say that? that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, sometimes I forget to say these things because you know I've told a lot yeah. of people. <laughs> I feel like it's probably maybe uh, like the also the jobs you're describing. Maybe that would have been clear if you, I knew more about the military. You know, like you know that's no the army. No, it's it's. Purview. I mean, almost every branch has a biomedical program uh, mm -hmm. for whatever their military hospitals are. For example, I trained with Navy as well as uh, Air Force. So it was a tri-service uh, training program that I was in. Um, mm -hmm. So it was, it was cool. I got to meet a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but right. yeah, we ended up getting out and moved to Ohio to live with our parents for a bit. And I was just looking for a job. I, and I was pretty proud of myself for this, but I told her dad, uh, you know, because I didn't want to seem like some type of fucking bum. I told her that I would only live there a month and a half or two months max. And uh -huh. uh, I stuck to my word on that, so I found a job within that time, and we moved down to Georgia. So that's that's where I find myself today, and cool. it's okay. I honestly don't plan on staying here right. uh, for a long time. Yeah. Do you have a place in mind, like if you like a dream place to move to? Not dream place, but like where you'd be like, uh, you know, I'd I'd want to see what life is like here. Well, so I want to move to a state or a community that uh, shares a lot more of my political viewpoints. 
I was gonna oh, ask. You don't share with political views of Georgia. Well, uh, but no, okay, I like I was, I was trying to sit on it because like I don't, you know, we haven't talked in a while. But like, yeah, yeah, dude, register. Like that's the dream. Like you move to the middle of nowhere in Georgia. Like <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> you register to vote over there. Yeah, yeah, I am. Because I'm sitting here in San Francisco. It's like my vote. It's like. I'm more invested in, like, the supervisor race than I am in anything big, because it's, like, yeah. the yeah. fuck difference is going to make, you know? Um, yeah. Here that was me, like, like, in 2016 crazy. when I, like, I still wrote in Bernie Sanders. I was like, because Hillary Clinton's going to win this state. Like, it's uh-huh. just no, like, I was, my, I was 2016, I was, I was like, it's the first time right. voting for a Whatever you need to tell yourself, buddy. Actually... <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah, well, so, I mean, I'm registered. I will be voting here soon. Are they, um, uh... Are they? How to describe? Have you have you felt anything? You know what I mean. Like, have, have people been shitty to you, or is it just kind of like the You're general? You're asking vibe? me, is it fucking racist down here? Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, well, I Sorry, assume man. it. I, I assume it is. I just mean like, <laughs> are you are you being like, have you felt that directly, or is it more like observational type stuff? You know what I mean. So honestly, it's funny that you say this because uh, our perspective coming from California is very different of the South than it right. actually is. I did not think. Oh, I honestly thought it was going to be more racist than it actually is yeah but uh i've probably felt more discrimination in california than i have since i've lived here but mm. i've only lived here about two years now so california mm. obviously lived there for a long time but yeah, i did I've have the cops that... called on me in orange county yeah. for hanging out with a white chick <laughs> oh my god orange so... county man they they like <laughs> just barely got they, they they just started to get on my good side with that like blue wave thing <laughs> and then immediately anti-mask in huntington beach was just like oh i got so mad at oh, yeah, orange county so frustrating oh, yeah. i yeah yeah well i figure from what i've read i think dave and i have probably had the most comparable year of like san francisco's i from my understanding has not really come out of lockdown because over here we're not like we're we're well, still looking at even harsher lockdown stuff coming oh uh, yeah. because they're gonna wait till fucking you know school break because they don't want to you know have the kids come out yeah. one week early you know, it's like, why, if, if your priority is, like, keeping people safe, surely kids coming yeah. out of school one week early isn't going to be a fucking problem. <laughs> like, oh, you know, man. It's... Well, that's the, I mean, you know, I just saw a thing, um, New York Times did, like, this really actually helpful, like, infographic where they showed, like, these spikes on the, na- on the, national, on, uh, on the national map, you know? And I was actually really surprised by how the West Coast is actually handling this. I mean, there's cases, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not, obviously, but... Compared to like Texas or Florida or even New York, like we really have it. And and they were saying like one of the guys who helped on this project is the chair at UCSF at the medical school. Mm -hmm. And San Francisco of all the major cities in America is like, we're doing great. I think, I don't even think we've had over, I think we've had total, total cases is like 111. Like it's really not that bad. And mostly, I I honestly think it's just because like, I have, I have some like, you know, city level issues with our mayor, but in terms of like public health guidance, they've been like rock solid yeah. since the beginning to the point where now it's like mm. they have like 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 the marina, right? Like Chestnut Street, which is like the super rich, super white, super bougie, annoying drinking yeah. street in San Francisco. That's kind of back to normal. Like there are people going out to dinner and there are crowds on the street and they've been doing that for weeks. And when I first saw that, I was kind of like, oh, fuck you guys. Like, you know, you're going to you're going to cause yeah. an outbreak. But that's been going on for like months now and there really hasn't been and on top of like the protests on top of like you know um increasing like uh school started up again so they have like these learning hubs like there's all these there's been all these like sort of additions to what's allowed 
And other than mm. the sort of like during July, in, in June, there was kind of like a statewide outbreak that kind of got people a little on edge. But the city yeah. is like doing great. Like, I, like as long as you're wearing the mask, it feels like a normal, you know, relatively yeah. normal here. Yeah. yeah. Like Wales has stressed the severity of it quite a lot. Right. But when you look at the numbers, Wales has done pretty well. But that's because we've not really mm -hmm. come out of lockdown since the like when like lockdown measures started to ease. That was only easing like, well, the joke I kept making. So essentially lockdown measures started to ease or Boris Johnson announced they were going to ease. And Nicola Sturgeon, first minister of Scotland, she was like, no, it's not going to We're not going to do it. We're going to keep closed. Right. And then like six days, like three days later or whatever, Mark Drakeford, first minister of Wales, was like, yeah, we're not going to either. And it was just like that meme of like, uh, hey, can I copy your homework? And she was like, yeah, but just make sure it doesn't look exactly the same. Like, and it was, that's like how most of the measures have been for yeah. like, a, for like a, the first couple times. It was literally like, cause Drakeford's speech was like a few days after Sturgeon's. So it was literally like, she would say something and then he'd be, she'd be like, you can only, we're going to open this up, but you can only do this. Mm -hmm. And he'd be like, you can open this up and then like slightly different. But yeah, so <laughs> Wales has been like major lockdown majority of the time. It started opening a little bit, but then cases started rising again. And now there's the whole tension of, essentially one of the biggest contributing factors to the case rising cases is england has been open a lot more right. for a lot longer of time and because of that their cases are quite high and yeah. they're in quite a bit of a like heading like they've just kind of let it go a little bit rampant right and wales is like well we need to close the borders right to stop this and then it's english <clears throat> people being like oh it's welsh nationalism thinking this us dirty english people can't go and we're That's like right yeah, and but and then Mark Drakeford was. And like, you're kind of like, I, yeah, I, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, a little bit. But then Drakeford made a good point. He's like, I live in Cardiff. It's a hot spot. I'm not going to go to like the west coast of Wales where it's like barely any cases because that would be right. irresponsible. So I don't. So we've locked down counties. He's like, but I'm all I'm saying is that we do the same with the hot spots and like I had some lady speak I was speaking to and she was from like Liverpool area, which is like the worst hit area right now, right. and she was trying to get her car over in like Wrexham which is a county that none of you know. Uh, and she was like, oh, but they don't want me to go and get my car because I'm a dirty English. And I was like, That's no, it's right. not because you're dirty English. It's because your county is being hit the hardest in the entire fucking country. Mm -hmm. So stay the fuck there. Don't get your brand new BMW, fucking selfish cunt. No, Can I dude, ask I you? Think it is. I think it's probably because she's dirty yeah. and English. No, that's <laughs> probably it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I can't no, say that a... too loud because my girlfriend might might hear it. Oh, oh, Is well, she... I mean, it's okay if she hates me. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> true. Chill. Yeah, but I, I, I might, you might accidentally get me to say dirty English. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, that actually reminds me of the situation that happened in Georgia. So, Georgia's kind of, we were one of the last states to do a fucking lockdown, and we were one of the first to open up. We opened up right after Texas did, um, yeah. but we didn't mm -hmm. lock down until like. <laughs> god just very last minute i remember when we did finally go on a lockdown it was only for like two weeks or something like that it was a very short amount of time mm -hmm. um but uh it's essentially the same thing you're saying reese how you're talking about these uh counties bordering each other and people mm -hmm. being free to roam between counties uh that are one locked down and others aren't yeah um because our governor didn't decide to lock down the state he left it mm -hmm. up to each yeah. individual mayor yeah. The county to do so accordingly but mm -hmm. uh we had the mayor of um of uh well the so the slight Atlanta. difference here is that it's not 
the count it's not the county council that decide when they close down it's it's the uh the welsh senev they oh, decide yeah. which the what shut the senev i don't know it's like sounds no, it's like something out of star wars s s e n e d d senev senev and what is it's that what is that for, is that what, what it like just it's, it's the welsh word for senate do they have a palpatine oh, okay. or some type of <laughs> Yeah, big, yeah, so big it's, room it's, full of like uh, you know fl- the, levitating platforms, floating, levitating. <laughs> I think it, it would either Yelling be at Senev... each other in Welsh and shit. Just yeah. <laughs> one's got like a it bunch would, of sheep it would on either them. be like yeah. a um, there's like ETs <laughs> in the background. It's like a it's a Easter really egg. nice building. If you go on my Instagram, there's like a really nice red brick brick building, and that's the building that they that's the the Welsh Senate. I believe that's where they meet. Uh, there's also a really nice like complex that essentially oh there was a video that. Adam Price, who's the uh, leader of the Plaid Cymru uh, political party over here, mm-hmm. is the party that I'm uh, a part of. Um, oh, which party? Wait, the... which which party? I'm a part of the uh, a party called Plaid Cymru, which Plaid. It, it just means uh, like the the National Party of Wales, mm-hmm. um, and it's essentially it's the Welsh version of the Scottish National Party for people on the international stage to understand, um, because most people don't know what Plaid Cymru is. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Adam Price, who's the leader of Plaid Cymru, um, he he was filming something in front of it, and my girlfriend was like, "Do people use that building, or is it exclusively used for people to film themselves <laughs> in front of talking about important issues?" That's really funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, we so yeah, they decide which counties close down based on the cases, as opposed to letting mm. the count the county yeah. like you know yeah the, honestly the that is decide which is you know it's a terrible decision. Yeah, I mean that's why America's being like, like just looked like an absolute idiot right now. Is that there's yeah. just no top down structure like at all, mm-hmm. you know? As much as like, yeah, I mean there's Fauci, he goes on the news and stuff, but like, I mean, well the problem is is you undermined at every level, right? you know, yeah. by so many yeah, people, including the president. The, considering the the I almost said the conservatives, the Republicans are in power. <laughs> when you think about the the ethos of that is Republican, which is lowercase conservative, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, lowercase conservative. Um, they their their whole kind of you know idea is that it's not for the bigger government to say it's for the smaller one. Yeah, oh you can God. see how that just leads to a problem of in the situation like this, it's just kicking the can down until eventually the mayor's like, well, I'm not going to bankrupt my town while the next town right. does fine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, and it and and it gets wrapped up in like political correctness because people are so yeah. stupid that it's like yeah. wearing the mask is like seen as like submission to the oh, state you, or some shit saw on my, so stupid yeah i don't know if you saw on my instagram but one of my friends who's a conservative in this country messaged me and he was like why do right-wing americans not like masks <laughs> it's oh, just man. like Especially i just put it on my instagram because i thought it was really funny streets. i was like i was like this is what right-wing people in the rest of the world like oh, no. think it... about masks <laughs> I don't know. I, I really think, you know, like, not to get all doom and gloom, but sometimes I think that we are really seeing one of the sort of, like... The end of uh, the, the American Empire. <laughs> no, the no. American you know what? You know who actually makes me not get all doom and gloomy in that way? is actually Britain. Like, like the UK. Like, you guys have, you guys <laughs> have gone like, through literally the sun never set. And, like, look at you guys. Like, I know I know it's shitty. I'm not trying to say it's good. I don't live there. Um, but... Wait. make Say that again. Say that again on January 5th. January okay. 7th. All right. Because hey, Boris well, just well, announced – Boris say... just announced that he's going to just pull from the EU without a deal. 
just pull out. Reece, so, can, I, can I say something, like, Reese? And I, I know that yeah. I know that I'm not. I don't have any skin in this game. I know that. All right. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know. So you can yeah. take this all with a grain of salt. But I will say, like, yeah, yeah. haven't you been having this conversation for like, like five years at this point? Like, listen, I, okay, I don't no, know what so to it's tell been four you. Years, like, thank you very much. <laughs> I, no, it's it's. You're right. You're right. But at the end of the day, there's also like the what's been circulating now is is like all the videos of Boris who was campaigning originally for Brexit, right. who was saying, "Well, we're not going to leave. We would never leave without a deal. Any leader who would leave without a deal would be uh, an imbecile, because obviously that'd be a terrible idea. That that would just lead to a complete collapse of the British economy. And then right. flash forward four years later, and he's like, "Well, Brussels just isn't playing along. They're not they're not going a good show. So unfortunately, we're going to have to leave." <laughs> yeah. I, I just uh, can I ask you something about Boris? I Johnson? like I legitimately I legitimately like this is a horrific thing that I've had to actually like. My girlfriend said it's not silly, but it just feels terrible that I had to say to her today. I was like, "Hey, we should start stocking up on dry foods because <laughs> no, we don't I, know what will happen December thirty first. Yeah. We don't know what food short because there is a likelihood given how much you go to any shop here and you see the origin country and it's like a European country. Like yeah. we don't know how much." British agriculture is still at the ability to supply its own country. Right. And without a solid trade deal, there could be a few months until something's established properly that we don't have the kind of food that we like. Yeah. And I was like, it couldn't maybe easily even food shortages. It's just the fact that the price of food might be so yeah, like not, not feasible for our budgets that we just, mm. we now it's like, we have to start stocking up, which is you know, just a yeah shitty thing that you have to have a conversation with your significant other about. You know what I think yeah. is crazy that happened. Um, speaking of shortages. Um, yeah. So uh, just in the past, I want to say years time from like now, uh, this time last year as well, we've, we've seen people, um, you know, get stabbed over chicken sandwiches and <laughs> fucking, you know, get killed by cops in terrible ways. And mm. we even saw the great toilet paper famine that happened at the beginning <laughs> of this whole thing. And I'm really curious. Did that, yeah. Was that a thing over there? Did they? Yeah, did it was guys, a thing over here. You guys, <laughs> dude, that was, people no, are like, insane. I told, yeah, no, it's not. What you the know, hell? I know. But the it, thing is, is, it's not, it's not insane because at the end of the day, like, it, it's just, it's cyclical. Like, I think it's silly. But at the yes. same time, when I was at the store, I was like, oh, look, toilet paper. I should buy some before the next idiot comes around and makes it so that I can't buy toilet paper. Right. Jesus, though. But, like, whoever started this shit was just yeah, crazy. Well, yeah. I'm going to – dude, there was people literally going to fucking Costco, grabbing them off the fucking um, truckload and yeah. stocking up and then okay, trying so to that sell that stuff, shit. That stuff I didn't see here. Oh, I didn't God, see any ridiculous. of people like – I just saw empty shelves. All, and yeah, you know what? And Honestly like – would... I think that's more because of American stupidity than it is because, yeah. like, the supply. <laughs> because one thing, first off, like, all of those industries, including things like medicine or toilet paper or PPE, like, yeah. they have, like, they have, like, stores of them. Like, it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a good that, like, is in such demand and is so crucial, like, medical stuff that yeah. the nation has, like, a stockpile of it. Meaning if it were a true worst-case scenario and there really was no more being made, which never happened, mm -hmm. but there would still be mm -hmm. some in circulation. So, like... That's why, yeah. like, I, I don't want to sound, like, holier than thou, but when that was happening, I was just, like, I had enough. Like, I'll just wait a week and a half, and then there'll be more, because it, it just, I knew that it wasn't, like, a real shortage. You know what I mean? Like, Dude, that's just I'd not how... some fucking napkins from McDonald's if I needed to. I was, uh... Well, yeah. I, yeah. I was, no, yeah, was... I was fine. I don't shit that damn much. Well, the thing is, uh, the difference here... <laughs> The difference here, I think, is the fact that we went into a an actual national lockdown. Yeah. So because of that, like, right. 
it's not so oh, much yeah. in America where it yeah. was like a frenzy, but like people were still able to go do stuff if you lived in fucking Florida or something. Like, or Georgia. It, oh, in, yeah, forget. or Georgia. Like it, <laughs> in all of the United Kingdom of Great Britain right. and Northern Ireland, um, you you like you could not go to anything. You couldn't leave your house unless you needed medical assistance or you were going to get grocery shopping. And at that point, they were actually even stopping people on the street and telling them if you were in a group of two one of you needs to do this not both oh wow which was even stu- like worse because like heather and i were like we were having that trouble of like we were we, we were buying like once every two weeks like groceries because right. we were like well that minimizes the amount that we go we go out twice like twice a month essentially yeah mm-hmm. um but then like all the shops started mandating that only one person from each household was allowed and right. i was like okay but if one person's allowed like one of us can only carry like maybe a week worth of stuff so you're or if and so there's a likelihood we'd have to go out two if not three times oh yeah because uh, we two don't weeks. have cars or anything yeah. like that huh? yeah because we don't have cars so i was like yeah. so it, you're making it so that now instead of going out once every two weeks we're at you know maybe even going once every or you know three times in two weeks so yeah. you're making it more often that we're out as opposed to less often if you just have both of us come in but you know they just wouldn't let us that's fucking crazy man yeah. well hopefully with the second wave that's going on which uh we're yeah. getting here in, Cal- yeah. uh, in Cal- not california sorry in uh the united America. states mm-hmm. um from what i've heard from the hospital staff that i uh, the information i'm privy to um that uh, we have gotten to i think around the same levels like we had a spike that were yeah. similar to yeah. back in april so yeah. Like that's what we're might, at like as well yeah so things might be closing down again here soon and hopefully they just uh, people are yeah. react a little better and a little more safely to it all this second time around you know mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah i know so, he i know he uh, handled it here, oh yeah go ahead <laughs> sorry over here boris is like still kind of sitting around not deciding what he wants to do right um like he has called for like kind of a lockdown but like it's still kind of like eh. and we yeah. started going into county lockdowns as i said before but yeah. now uh, the first minister, you know, finally put his head pulled his head out of his ass. I'm not a big fan of him. Yeah. Um, he uh, he was he finally decided that he used the he had the power the whole time to shut the border down between England and Wales, but didn't, mm. and which is more frustrating. So he's he's shut that down, uh, or at least that's what he said he's done. And he's gonna address us on Monday and tell us what the plan is because he's not really he hasn't decided yet. Cool. Well, <laughs> at least like, you guys great. got a date. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask? Yeah. Can I ask you something, Reese, about about yeah. the, about your country? Um, like, yeah. is Boris Johnson like, you know, because Trump seems to be like like they're not. I feel mm-hmm. like they get a lot of false equivalency, especially in America, because they're both like you they have a weird that, haircut but... and. Well, no, I, I mean from like idiots, yeah. kind of like where they're just like yeah, they're yeah. both kind of like frumpy white guys who are kind of like yeah, like deeply disliked by a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it also seems like Boris Johnson is actually like seen as like a it's almost like he's like george bush you know what i mean where it's like yeah we don't like him but like it's not quite the same level of like he's gonna destroy america that trump had you know what i mean that trump really brought out people and it almost feels like that where it's like no you don't like him you would never support him or his party but at the same time like he's seen as like at least someone who could be a leader you know what i mean is that kind of how like what what do you how do you describe his like ability to be in there is it just like in america where he's like locked in 40 percent and he never as long as that's unwavering he doesn't really need to do anything so the way that a way that our system works here is 
pretty stupid. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it is. It is pretty. It's pretty flawed fundamentally. So right. I was thinking about this the other day because it is. It, so okay. So in elections, essentially you have a leader of the party. So right now we had an we didn't have an election that involved Boris Johnson at the helm. We had an election right. with Theresa May at the helm, but the Conservatives right. won a certain number of seats, and then in that time. Um, uh, they did try to put forward a motion of no confidence or a vote mm -hmm. of no confidence and uh she she won but then she decided to step down um which which was more she was kind of forced to step down essentially um and yeah, she sucked uh, which i was more surprised about because i really thought the concert i th so i really thought the conservatives were gonna just use her as the fall guy like they were gonna be like um like you know all these conservatives who were pro-brexit we're just going to push for Brexit under her. And then when it all goes shit, but they've made a lot of money, the, they can be like, oh, well, it was all Theresa May's fault. We'll put somebody else who will fix it now. Right. Yeah. Um, but no, she, they ended up, she's, she left. And then they had the conservative party had an election within the party, which means that only paying members of that party get to vote for who would be the next leader of the party. Dude, and then that person, terrible. because they're the leader, they're the leading majority in parliament is now the prime minister. Mm. wow so uh the way that it's even more messed up the way that it kind of just makes no sense here so say um say we're having a we're having an election now i've met the two mps who are running for my area um and i've you know uh, i've met the labor mp and he comes off just a little disingenuous he seems like a career politician who's just you know kind of used his whole life to kind of just make make good money on essentially doing nothing for his community mm -hmm. um and i've met the conservative mp and the conservative mp raises some really good points he has a lot of things that he wants to do for the community he has a lot of projects that he wants to put forward um, but when it comes time for the election if i vote conservative that means that that mp gets sent to parliament right. and then no, essentially whatever party has the majority in parliament then gets the prime minister so if i want keir starmer instead of boris johnson i have to vote for the labor guy who yeah. i don't like and no won't further my community right. to get the country on a better track yeah mm. and yeah there's city councils and count county councils and stuff like that but at the same time it still feels like i'm being cheated to vote right because i have to vote essentially for the greater good of the country as opposed right. to my local area well you know that's crazy so that means you don't have like these like aoc figures where they're elected by a congressional district in new york right like she you know like the bronx mm -hmm. right is really yeah. who elected aoc but then because of her like uh -huh. reputation and her like legislative accomplishments and like stuff like that mm -hmm. she's kind of like a national figure even though she was really only yeah. elected by you know the people yeah. in new york so is that not really a possibility over there you know because i mean everyone's we still like... we still have it to an extent because like we have uh adam price who's like a, a member of parliament for kefili area i think mm -hmm. um and and you still have like uh essentially bigger figures in the party like people who you're like you recognize they're on camera a bit more right um, like this uh i have a friend who's a big fan of the the chancellor of the treasury who he's just like this conservative young guy who's kind of come up recently and like he he seems like you know a conservative with his fucking you know head on his shoulders which mm -hmm. is a surprise um but like but you still have yeah you you, you still get them um mm -hmm. and those generally end up being the candidates who you vote for for the next leader of the party is kind of right. what it ends up being right 
So like, I, I still see like, um, oh god, what was his name? Rinap uh, something. I can't remember his full name. Sure. But he's a he's a member of Plaid Cymru, and he even though he you know he he went for the uh, election for leader of the party but lost to Adam Price, but he's he's still like mentioned in a lot of articles he still makes a lot of noise in the senate he's still Mm -hmm. like you know is is a big figure in the party he just isn't the leader of the party right okay yeah i guess that's more my that was more less in the difference but all right well that was all nice fascinating (laughs) um civics lesson about that was a bit much that was a bit heavy on the government i'm never gonna be able to get part of yeah yeah no it's great films all we're hoping is uh all we're hoping is when when brexit happens and everything goes to shit we can actually start campaigning to just uh leave the united kingdom and we can just be uh our own nation and join the eu again oh wow that'd be very interesting because that's the thing is a lot of people in plaid cymru so i was i was always a member of plaid cymru but i was never i was never for independence for wales because i feel like i i'm uh like do believe in like global cooperation and think that that's a better yeah. way of moving forward yeah. as opposed to the isolationist and nationalism and a lot of people do see um like plaid cymru as that kind of uh nationalism that that is like you know short-sighted that is just for themselves but it is like genuinely like the farmers here i've i, I work for a company that deals with a lot of farmers and like all of them have said like the only reason we have profit is because of subsidies from the eu so yeah like well, and that's yeah that's essentially things happening in country. iowa so you know it's like with yeah. the china with with the trade war with china like soybean prices rice prices corn prices they've all gone down and it's like yeah. the only reason they're able to even stay afloat at all is because of insane subsidies that they've put on you know because they're seen that yeah. like such a crucial voting block yeah but since but since the uh brexit vote like i'm like no i'm i'm for independence if independence means rejoining the european yeah trade system like in rejoining the eu because essentially we're leaving the tiny island to Mm. join all of europe right right (laughs) yeah and and it's like i think that's a better choice that's the thing that like when i hear about like people being scared about globalization it's like i totally get it like i think there's like a certain sort of fear about knowing that the world is so broad and interconnected Mm. but i also think it's like you can't bury your head in the sand. It's going to happen no matter what. You know what I mean? Like, if, like if you're not participating, somebody else will. You know, so like, and also just nice things like the amount of wine that I drink from like Spain and France. Yeah. That's like five pound a bottle because it's we we're in this fucking trade deal where I can easily fucking grab it off the shelf yeah. for no price at all. Yeah. Like it's it it's nuts and it's lovely and I enjoy it and I get to I can there's a the EU was like everything has to be sourced so I can pick up any package and it'll tell me exactly what country it comes from right and i can be like oh look at that isn't that lovely yeah and, and that's you know gonna be gone so that's great <laughs> and also that i like I, i'm sure this isn't like the biggest priority maybe but like yeah. i always like that you could just go to all the different countries just because like no i I, I thought that was like, dope I, like as a, as a setup and yeah i always thought that was like maybe the coolest like feat like if i was in the eu in any capacity i feel like yeah. i would want to take advantage of that more than almost anything else in the deal you know yeah. like it's just like because you know america i guess we have all the states right there's such a variety in places you can go within the country yeah that's the thing is the but... thing that surprises me is when americans don't want like when americans go like oh the eu's just not working i'm like well what happened what would what would you <laughs> with your precious america like i i like america i think america yeah I, I, oh yeah uh, sure fondness uh, but um but like um like 
what if, what if you take those people who like most of the people who don't like the EU are the same people who tend to be rather like right leaning mm-hmm. uh, in America. And I'm like, right. well, what if I came to you in like 1805 and I went, you know, this America thing is just not working out. Jersey's going to leave. Right. And you'd go, well, hold on. We've only been a, around for like 30 years. Maybe give it a few more fucking like, right. give it give it some time, bro. Like, wait till you get to 1950. It's going to be great. And I'm like, no, that's too much time away. Jersey's just got to deal with Jersey. Like, we're going to leave. Right. <laughs> like, it would, it, it would seem silly. And you would go like, well, you ha- sometimes, especially when you're starting something, you have to go somewhere, uh, you know, you have to you ha- you have to go through some some bumps in the road and those bumps in the road are a little bit difficult i mean and a lot of the things that people here don't realize is how much winston churchill which is you know the the conservative you know pedestal man mm-hmm. like was was like we have to make an eu trading block or something yeah. that makes it so that so that we're so interconnected we could never have world war 2 again mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean it's like and, nixon in china like you know it's like there was yeah. a re- there's a reason to establish diplomatic and trade connections with other countries like it's mm-hmm. beneficial to the country to both countries really you know regardless of what the ideologies yeah. are or histories are so I don't yeah know. it really is better that's the big problem is and i told marcos about this the other i've tell this people people the story all the time because i experienced this in deep deep west rural farmland tiny town wales mm-hmm. uh, where a gentleman legitimately said to me i don't uh i don't hate the french i would just never shake one's hand and it's like there's that weird animosity between them. I just yeah, don't get it. I don't get it. <sighs> well, uh, gentlemen, <laughs> I uh, we I know we have to talk about the movie. I actually have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> can you guys? Oh, that's fine. Can you do no, a commercial fine. break, or can you fill for a second? No, you can go to the restroom. Marcus yeah, and I'll chat, and then I actually have bit. to pee as well. Okay, oh, cool. Then we'll <laughs> just go. Just go pee, Reese. Let's just call it. Are you going to edit it so you can just cut this out, or would you rather? That's the thing is, if I if I have to edit this, it means more time. No, no, just keep going. Just keep. In fact, you know what? I'm on Bluetooth. Like toilet bowl flushing down. You know. Yeah. Here, you know what? Yeah. Take us the. Take us with you. No, don't take us with you, Jesus. All right. You know what? No, I'm leaving the headphones on the doorknob outside. So you guys vamp for a second, okay? But yeah, more essentially, right. like this this last ep- episode three, mm. because there was nothing I had to edit. It was just pop it in, make sure they they match up, and then get it going. And I was like, oh, that was nice. And oh, I just wow. don't want to have to edit again. So because <laughs> oh, it just okay, means okay. that I had to scour through and like try and find it. Because I always say like at the moment here, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll remember. And then I get there, I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah. 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 Boy, well, you that wanted was, to uh... talk about politics, didn't you? So. God, like yeah, when we was... first started, you were like, "Let's have a politics discussion." There you go. Well, yeah, we had our politics discussion. I meant for more like, "Let's have a politics discussion light," not like a fucking yeah, damn, a full dissection of the British electoral system. Yeah, I'm sitting here like, <laughs> "Fuck, man!" Uh, either people are gonna be really interested, or they're just gonna be like, "This kid's an idiot," you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm probably I I probably got so many things. Wrong. At the end of the day, I I have still only lived lived here for three years. Yeah. I still though, re- like I remember in in uh, government class in high school. Yeah, they were teaching us about a parliamentary system. Oh, and yeah. I was like, that seems a little flawed. And then I was like, maybe I just don't understand. So I got here and I had people explain it to me. And I was like, that's exactly how my teacher explained it. It seems very oh, flawed. Well, that was fucking <laughs> We're quick. We're still talking about it. Yeah, so it was pretty quick. Now, you guys you guys have a quick chat. I'm, I'm going to go pee. <laughs> yeah, so Reese right. was just talking about how, how flawed the system is and whatever. Uh, he was talking about government <laughs> back in high school. And he said even back yeah. then it was uh, 
flawed. And for me, I man, I don't even think I took government. Wasn't it like government and geography that we had to take or something like that? The class? I well, I took AP yeah. Gov with Mr. Duff, and so oh. I, I hated. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You know, I I didn't like it, but honestly, it was pretty helpful. Like it got like it taught you a lot about civics and how the government works mm-hmm. and stuff. Like I I didn't like taking it, but the knowledge was helpful. You know. Yeah, but, I had uh, like Miss Bryant. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah and dude i don't know if you know this but i kind of dated her daughter for a bit that was that was a time but was that was that a wasn't she um who whose mom mason's, was mason's mom yeah yeah mason's, and he had a yeah. sister yeah how His was that little sister yeah 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 well yeah. i don't know that was, was it was was it weird for was she weird about it oh dude i got cussed out by <laughs> mrs bryant really <laughs> why yeah, dude well because like me and her Some daughter principal? were hanging out and I yeah. guess she like lied about her where she was or something, but oh. then like you know Miss Bryant showed up and she fucking cussed me out. Bad influence, <laughs> me like, No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez, that was a time, man. That's um, shitty. Yeah, I I had her for like some kind of like. Oh, you know what she taught was like geography or something. Like it was yeah, human she taught geography. geography. Yeah, right. yeah. So I had her for that, but um, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> a little unprofessional. But, okay. Oh, dude, it's all right. I mean, fucking, <laughs> I was hanging out with your daughter, being a bad influence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. Um, but anyway, so uh, did you, you still watch, wear like uh, you still sorry. wear like Cannibal Corpse shirts and stuff? Dude, well, I'm not wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt right now. I'm wearing a fucking right. David Bowie shirt. All right, that's cool. But yeah, I still yeah, pretty much what he's look exactly the same. What was that? <laughs> yeah, I was curious. He's like you asking Marcos what he's wearing? Yeah, I was oh, curious if he still wore like the, like the Cannibal Corpse shirts and stuff. Because I remember, I remember that was like um, Adam a little bit too. But I feel like he was more like just like black as a aesthetic more than he was like yeah yeah about specific bands. But and uh, and then I man, you guys knew me like oh during a real rough period. <laughs> oh, like honestly, like I got to be real with you. Like sometimes I I think that I don't even think I was like. I had any consideration for myself as a person until I got to college. <laughs> like I, I truly was just like, like not, not all, not like on the forefront. I was never like clinically depressed or anything, but I, I really think like mm. I, a lot of it was just like, I'm, this is going to sound heavy, but like, I'm kind of like worthless. <laughs> I don't like myself. And as a result, I need mm. to just like get through this, like all of it, like hi, going to high school, <laughs> going to class, yeah. going to like meeting people, whatever. And then like, Mm-hmm. eventually be over like that's how i felt about a lot of it and then i got to college and it was like you can do whatever you want you can like study whatever you know you can like study whatever you want you can like join all these orgs you can like be in the city yeah. you can leave your apartment without anyone knowing like you know and i feel like yeah. it was like at that point where i kind of like got a got a grip of myself as a person <laughs> like i don't know i don't know how else yeah. to say that wow. yeah no that's um, awesome i think i understand yeah, yeah. So I like I remember well, I, I remember I, I, wearing a lot of like graphic tees that were just like why did I wear like a Cheerios shirt like what was the point of that? like what, <laughs> what statement was I trying to make <laughs> wearing a Cheerios graphic tee that it's a part of a balanced breakfast <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true um, I still wear I still wear band shirts but they're a lot more subtle and I, I don't wear them. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I still wear Cheerios t-shirts <laughs> yeah I have but a whole ra- line of cereal but, shirts but now you know the statement behind it so you're like you know <laughs> yeah well I, remember now I just also- wear them ironically yeah <laughs> like uh yeah. so um yeah i just wear suits all the time so that's do you I'm... really you wear suits yeah i actually do Do you wear them for work 
I, I, I wear them for work, but I'm, like, the only guy at the office who wears suits, and that's including, like, all of my bosses. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> what do you yeah, do, no, also? To, uh, what's your job? Uh, I work I, – I, so, you know, Marcos had this incredible story about what he does. Um, and then Dave Dude, actually – I just help save do. lives. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. It's I don't actually very know boring. what you do now, Dave, but I, I work for the most exciting industry in the world, which is insurance. Mm-hmm. So you help save lives too. So yeah, I really don't. <laughs> well, you, you... I hope people feel like their life is going to be saved, and then find a clause that gets out of us <laughs> having to pay any money. Oh, you're no. like you're like uh, Mr. <laughs> Incredible. You're like uh, you're like the guy, like Bob Parr. You're like you know helping people skirt this. You could like be giving them instructions for how to skirt the loopholes. You know. Like, oh, yeah. 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 I work actually at my alma mater. Uh, I work at okay. USF as I think an administrator. You had told me this, yeah. Yeah, I work as a, it's called a program assistant. It's like the entry level admin mm-hmm. at a university. And, you know, it's fine. I mean, it, the, the work itself is very good. And I, as much as people like can legitimately complain about the ivory tower of higher ed, there is like, and, mm-hmm. and so can I, frankly, at this point, like, there's a lot of, I think bullshit about it. There is something nice though about being around people who understand that your life is not your job. Like, like whenever you meet a professor, yeah. right. They teaching for a lot of them is not like the thing that they were called to do when they were younger. You're right. And some, yeah. most of them enjoy it. Like, it's not to say they don't like it, but you know, they studied history or they studied philosophy or they studied biology or whatever, you know, like they had a, a, a life that, and, and, and interests that were kind of motivating them to eventually become a professor, right? It wasn't as if they woke up mm-hmm. wanting to be teachers. And as a result, when you work with them, there's sort of a a consideration for pursuits outside of work, for a life outside of work. And it's it's mm-hmm. nice. Like there isn't like I'm never gonna get chewed out for not being available after five PM by anyone at my work. You know what I mean? Like it's just not yeah. the culture of higher ed. It's certainly not USF. But at the same time, it's also a little like I don't want to like, I, like if I was going to continue on this path for my whole life, I could eventually probably work my way up to being like a Dean, you know, of a, of a school. Um, and I really don't have any interest in doing that. So I'm kind of in this weird thing where I'm really only at my job because it pays my bills. And then also because over the summer, um, you know, as we went to remote, which that's a whole nother thing I could talk about is the pivot to remote learning. Yeah. Uh, insane. But during that summer, during during the summer, there I went. I got furloughed um, partially, so I was like on reduced pay, yeah. and there was a lot of questions about whether we were going to be laid off. And so it wasn't until maybe like the the first of September that I was like a hundred percent sure, like okay, you're going to have a job for the academic year, and like you don't wow. you're, you don't need to like seriously consider whether you're going to move in with your parents. Like that's what I was kind of yeah. paranoid about all summer. It was just like any day yeah. now, I'm going to find out I'm fired. But it worked out. I have my job. It's back to normal. Um, but now I'm, I'm basically just staying here because if I in December it'll be three years of employment, and then I can collect my 401k um, if I leave. So okay. once I get that, then I'm, I'm I think I'm really gonna start to look at other stuff. But you know, honestly, like I I know this is a film podcast, so maybe we'll do a pivot. <laughs> but I I'm in therapy, and there's a lot of stuff going on just generally mm-hmm. that making me think about my life and. Uh-huh. I want to work in entertainment in some degree. Like, I don't know what that means. I don't want to be on camera talent. Like I don't, I, I know that. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's uh-huh. what I want to devote my life to, but I do want to be involved in some way in production or in, um, yeah, in production in some way. So whether that's being a producer, 
um, working in a casting agency, um, you know, being a PA, whatever, I, I kind of really want to do that. And it sucks because now it's like, of all the industries, that's definitely not coming back first. You know what I mean? Of like <laughs> yeah. of casting agencies. Although they're making stuff, oh, yeah. you know, they're, they are, they are starting to return. So, you know, yeah. it's, it is what it is. Well, I mean, I, I, I have to thank Marcos to an extent for a bit because Marcos was the one who came up with uh, the, the idea for the podcast really. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Why don't you guys I tell mean, me how that's, how you came up with then, like this idea? Well, I'll tell you that story just very quickly before I compliment, after I compliment Marcos, because essentially it's just <laughs> reinvigorated any kind of creativity in me. Cause I mean, yeah. I just, I, I just assigned uh, like that video making was my past and that I, I tried to do odd jobs when I was in LA right. you know in my early 20s and it just didn't work out and I just wasn't yeah. making money like I couldn't actually get any real jobs from right. it so yeah. I was like well this is just a hobby and then I tried to make an actual feature length film and that was like one of the best experiences worst experiences because it right. was like we got it all fixed we got everything going and it was just like trying to find funding and, and right. then I'd yeah. actually deal with like producers of like somebody being like I, I like this, but I think this needs to be tweaked. And I was like, no, you're wrong. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. they were like, well, no, I'm right. And I'm giving you the money for this. Yeah. So I have to be right. That's and it's the, like, that's the game. And, yeah. That's always how it is, man. And I just, yeah. And then the money fell through and then I was just a uh, development hell for a while. And then I just gave up. Yeah. <sighs> so I just, that's uh, a lot of it. Got made. I mean, that's the thing is yeah. like, I, I remember listening to an interview with, uh, what's her name? Jinji Cohen who created orange is the new black. Mm -hmm. and she's like every, she would write a pilot like every month and she knew they weren't going to get picked up. It was just like, she, she called them like lottery tickets. So she's just like, none of these are going to work, you know? And she just knew that starting it, but yeah, you just have to do it. Yeah. What were you? But compliment yeah, Marcus. Essentially I've just, <laughs> since, since, uh, no, but coming back here, I just, I've, I've realized how much I really enjoy this. And like, I'm, I'm constantly like today I was like, Oh, I'll just, uh, what if I just made a video today? Yeah. Like, and just the idea of editing and doing and having these programs again at my fingertips and just messing around with them all the time. Like I'll just open after effects again and just like do something. Like, I'm just like, what am I making right now? Let's, let's make something. Right. Like it's just uh, that mentality that I used to have when I was 16 that, you know, I, w I was considering when I was at that age, like developing that into a career. Right. And then I was just like, well, let's get the safe job first. Right. And then I got the safe job and just kind of put that all aside. But now, you know, not, not saying that this is going to go anywhere. Cause like I told Marcos at the beginning, like, Oh yeah. At That's the end not, of the day, like, we just have an, a I, nice archive. I think that uh, that has to be, of, honestly, I think that if any project you approach without that mentality is almost doomed to fail. Like, I, I really think you have to just completely accept that everything you make will be seen by nobody and matter to no one. Yeah. And that yeah. is actually, you have to accept that. Cause if you don't, then it's like, you're mm -hmm. already setting yourself up for failure kind of, because you're like, yeah, yeah. You're just putting well, too much I weight mean, on things that, that don't all exist. These, mm -hmm. I have all these videos on my YouTube channel from when I was in high school. Right. And I'm, I don't care that nobody saw them. I just get to watch them every once in a while and go like, Oh, look at what yeah. my life was like when yeah. I was a kid. Like I can, when I have a kid, I can be like, Let's go to YouTube and I'll show you the videos of me, like like fully edited videos of me as a as a teen like as a teenager. I like that. That's, that's how, I like that. That's how you think it'll happen, and it won't be your kid finds them and it's like, what the what is this? You have to explain oh, it. <laughs> That'll be great. Undermining your parenting. Hell yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Let the little fucker try. <laughs> But, but yeah, uh, no, I, I, but uh, Marcos, you want to tell the story? Of yeah, yeah, the I was going to tell him how we kind of came across this. Uh, I was actually on a road trip back from Pennsylvania. We do this uh, family camping trip every year. And, um, you know, so I'm just sitting in the chair for long periods of time. And I'm just talking to my wife. And 
chatting with her, but um, you know, uh, me and her come from different walks of life, uh, to you know, so to speak. Uh, she's she's from Ohio originally, mm. and uh, from from the area she's from, there wasn't too much diversity, right. um, and so she didn't even start to see diversity until she was in um the army, right. but uh, you mean like people? You mean like racial diversity? Like people? Yeah, racial like... diversity, cultural diversity. You know, they're just she didn't really yeah. see a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, growing and up. So I do think that sometimes it's like. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just that, like, you, you, when you grow up in LA, and then you like go other places, it's like, oh yeah, like that. This yeah. is not how this yeah, is not exactly. how most people live like this. You know, exactly. even like even like our like, suburb, food like, amazing as it is. Yeah, like even even our suburb of just like like you know, Marcos and I are like you're Mexican, right, Marcos? Or no, Dave? How dare you assume that? Sh- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. I know, right? <laughs> dude like you'd be surprised how many like costa ricans would be like yeah no all right like because actually up here in sf like um there are of course plenty of mexicans but i would say there's just as many like salvadorians and and um and uh colombians and ecuadorians and like central americans up here like i think it's almost almost equal frankly like of which one whereas in la it's much more mexicans i think but oh yeah a lot more mexican Yeah. yeah but um but yeah, so uh, because we come from different backgrounds, uh, a lot of times when we have conversations, it it becomes a little one-sided for me. Um, right. I mean, she's interested and she loves talking. I'm not like saying yeah. anything bad on her, but uh, it's just that uh, when it com- when you compare our experiences, life, you could tell that I've probably had a little bit more experience right. just in terms of cultural diversity and some other types of experiences I've been able to have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when i was talking to her that's when i had the idea i was like you know i kind of miss talking to my friends it's been a long fucking time i don't really talk to them super often because i'm really shitty at sending messages um <laughs> yeah. but you know phone calls are cool and yeah. uh also i just recently started using discord for video games and um i know that a lot of uh now with this whole social distancing thing a lot of people who are making youtube videos who usually have a co-host have been doing it via discord and just doing like video chats mm-hmm. so it's become a much more popular platform i want to say in the past three to five years um, right. and it's really easy to use so uh and i found some free recording software as well so i just decided to hit reset with it see i've i also needed somebody to watch movies with too and somebody to get <laughs> movie ideas from and yeah that's, that's a difficult passion to find especially out here in freaking georgia right um, well so... that honestly like as somebody like i just told you guys like i want to make movies like that to mm-hmm. me was like such a shocker in college when i realized like oh yeah like like it's not just like it like you you know how lucky you are that the lemley is there like showing all these movies oh, yeah, like dude. that yes. doesn't happen oh my god that does not happen yeah. like i in fact mm-hmm. i think i even when i kind of realized that that day i went on like you know the movie app or whatever and i typed in yeah. like birmingham alabama which isn't even a small city you know what i mean <laughs> i just typed in like a yeah, non yeah media hub type city and literally like like i I don't know what the sort of indie movie i was thinking about at the time was but i remember it just being it's superhero movies it's romantic comedies and it's like religious movies (laughs) like that they do for like you know uh special engagement we had that theater that we saw you and i uh, david we saw grand budapest there but i went there quite often because like used to hang out with my normal friend group on wednesdays when did we see it was like we saw grand budapest Budapest. yeah we did yeah 
When was that? I do not remember. It was such a <laughs> well, uh, seminal moment of our lives. Well, okay. I, I only remember because I saw it also in San Francisco with a lot of my like brand new college friends, and I I really remember yeah. seeing that oh, with them, right. which is why I'm surprised right. I saw it twice. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no problem. Which is why I'm surprised uh, I yeah, saw it twice. There, but... we had that. There was a theater in Pasadena. It was a couple blocks down, a, like east of of the Lemley, but uh-huh. they had on on Wednesdays. It was it was like date night. It was two tickets. Oh, the Academy, and a hot dog. Right. Yeah, the, the Academy. Academy. Two tickets. Yeah. Two tickets, a hot, uh, two hot dogs, and and one large drink for oh, five dollars. Oh, dude, I always wanted to go there. And it was like random the movies, and you could just go there and like where yeah. we grew up. Like I say, like in L.A. and New York City, from what I understand of New York City, like also is they're just full of theaters, and you can just go and see things. But like yeah. I lived in for a year and a half a town in West Wales, kind of Southwest Excuse Wales, me. called Camarthen, uh, um, mm-hmm. and that town only had one theater and because it only had one theater they charged 15 pounds a ticket because it was like where else are you gonna go yeah (laughs) yeah and also also they have to recoup all their profits you know on on like the one showing they have property in kamar then it's not that crazy (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah i mean it just like you know um that's... Also, Dave, just for some, I've already told Marcos this, and I it just just because I think it's crazy because Marcos and I were talking about like history over here. So, Camarthen mm-hmm. means like the castle of Merlin. <laughs> in in right. Welsh, it's it's Caerverden, uh-huh. uh, and like it, like the hill I used to live next to was called Merlin's Hill, and it was like the castle that like the person more or less Merlin would live. Merlin was actually more or less like a title of like a person in the area than it was like right. a person. Um, and so, yeah, so Merlin's Hill was right next to me and just like the town is literally, it's the oldest settlement in Wales and it's, it's just a town that existed back in the time when Merlin was legitimately a person. There's a statue Mm -hmm. of him in town too. Oh, does he have like a big pointy hat? Yeah, is it, I, I, uh, I love your response. Like, that I love your response. It's like, yeah, man, he's a fucking wizard. Like, of course he has a pointy hat. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, it's nuts. It's fun here. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really odd. Like that's my favorite thing being here is just like because like uh, I every time I every time I think about L.A. I think of that song from Arcade Fire, the suburbs, where he says like all the houses you built in the seventies. It's like oh. yeah, that's L.A. It's just it's just houses oh. that were built in the seventies. Oh yeah, majority. Just, of it, yeah. Whereas like here, I can lean on a piece of stone that was laid like two thousand years ago, Damn. and I can just be like, that's crazy. That's like, an that's old just, rock. Seems dude. crazy to me, man. Yeah. No. I, that's a classic rock haha <laughs> i know yeah some quality wow. jokes right there <laughs> yeah i gotta I, oh man you just brought up too much i love los angeles i love the suburbs the album um i do it's just so stupidly expensive it is it's very stupid it's a very it's a stupid place it wasn't it's designed it, it, it was a stupid place, it's a very man. stupid place i actually yeah. kind of love that I, I told someone recently like the things people hate about la i actually kind of love it that they're like that it's like that well, like I love the traffic. I love the fact they're all cities. I love the fact that it's a sprawl. I love the fact that you know, it was built for yeah. cars, which is the reason why like it's so polluted and awful. Fucking huge. Yeah. Dude, the, the, yeah. Honestly, the traffic honestly never bothered me. Uh, it yeah. never bothered no, me. I mean, even yeah. though it'd be like three hours if yeah. you miss it by thirty minutes. Yeah. Oh. And like it, was, it but yeah, L.A. Like 
I miss it a lot more now than I used to. Like, so my dad used to say when he got here and everyone was, cause my dad, obviously 27 years in the States, mm-hmm. um, he came back here and everyone was like, well, do you miss it? And he would say, I don't miss the place. I miss the people, yeah. which is definitely a sentiment that I strongly share. But as time has gone on, like you started to miss the place. <laughs> I just, I just miss the place a bit. Like, yeah. I actually, I, you, I you were just talking about like houses in the seventies. Yeah. Like I actually think one of the coolest things about LA is the fact that it's such a sprawl that there's buildings in LA that kind of survive just because nobody's like, like in San Francisco, right? It's seven miles by seven yeah. miles. It's a square. So if something is going to get yeah. built, something has to be destroyed in order for it to be built. Mm-hmm. And there will oh, be wow. no evidence of the previous thing because there's just not enough land here. Whereas in LA, yeah. you'll see like a dentist's office that was built in like 1960. And because there was no need to change the building or change its use or change its like, mm-hmm. you know, ultimate function, that building yeah. stays exactly the way it is, even though it may be surrounded by like a new apartment building or a brand new grocery store or like mm-hmm. something that was like built yeah. 10 years after or something like that. Like, I love that there's like that endless sort of variety to the buildings there. I really like yeah, that. Same with like, the streets. Look too. At that's what I kind of dig about. Dude. Like there's a lot of places <laughs> in London that are that. Yeah. The reason I do enjoy London to an extent, even though I'm not a big fan of it, um, is that I feel like it is a really nice meld between old and new. Like, it's just, like, new stuff crammed in, like, where old stuff is, and it's so cramped together, and it's just, like, this, like, 17th century building right next to, a, like, a modern thing. But they're all, like, the yeah. same. It's not like it's not like L.A. where things are separated. It's wall-to-wall. Right. They're smushed together. Like, right. It kind of it, it, it kind of looks cool. Yeah. I, I kind of dig it. I like the – I remember I took uh, – what was I doing? I took some kind of, like – oh, I started reading McMansion Hell, which is a blog about architecture. Mm-hmm. And they were, t- I remember at like learning about the London skyline, I was like, you guys have a lot of cool buildings there. Like, I, I guess I hadn't yeah, really realized that there was all this like modern architecture beyond like Big Ben and like Buckingham yeah. Palace and stuff. Like, so in the city of London, mm-hmm. which is the like one by one square mile area that is the borough of London that's called the city of London, is all the, is the financial sector. And that's right. where all those buildings are. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can go there and you can just visit all of them. And they're all like, you look at the skyline, you can kind of see them. And like, there's a building opposite called the Shard. Yeah. It's like a very tall building. It's also kind of ugly. So it's really helpful because it's very tall. So you can go to the top of it, not have to see the building, and you can see all the other ones. (laughs) Yeah. I like that. And then you have like like, uh, a gherkin, like a pickle one. Like, I I like that one. I love the gherkin. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. The gherkin's my favorite. It's great. I've got a picture of it on like my Instagram of me like petting it. Yeah, but uh, Cardiff is cool because Cardiff like boomed. I live in this town in a city called Cardiff. It's the capital of Wales. Right. Um, I know that. I don't know if Dave and I had. I knew that. Dave and I had had that discussion. I know. I know. I know world capitals. I know what's. I know what's up. (laughs) Um, Also, it like really boomed in the Edwardian era because Mm -hmm. like that's when coals coal mines were starting to open in the Welsh valleys just north of here. Right. And so like they were being popped out of the bay here from cardiff so a lot of the buildings are edwardian style which is kind of cool yeah huh. i um have you got uh, this will be like a real quick tangent but have you guys heard of that channel uh you suck you suck at cooking it's like a food uh no, YouTube I, channel. No, I don't they did it that. it's really cool because it's kind of this goofy guy and he actually like he's not cooking seriously he's actually like yeah. i think reese you might actually enjoy because the editing like i they almost feel like <laughs> editing tests more than like more than like real cooking shows but he did so he cooks like all these recipes and he did one where he made uh tikka masala and he did the whole thing in this absolutely horrible like british accent and <laughs> oh. there's a part in it there's a part in it 
but in a way that's almost i'll send it to you and i think you would like enjoy it because it's like yeah he's clearly like making fun of the fact that he's an american for like not yeah. even doing a consistent accent and there's a point where he's like, uh, if you don't recognize my accent, it's probably because you haven't been to the Cardiff region. And it's like, <laughs> it's like that's that's exactly how people think about that place. It's just like a bunch of like, a bunch of names, yeah. Yeah, just a broad swath of that country. Yeah. I was telling you. Marcos before this started that I watched this video that was just like, because so I actually haven't plugged it this this episode. I'm drinking a beer from that was made in Cornwall, um, nice. and I I brought it back. I was originally going to bring a different beer, but the the shop on the, on the corner didn't have it. <clears throat> so I came back and I was like, I told my girlfriend, I was like, Oh, I got a Cornish beer. And she was like, started making fun of the Cornish accent. So then I put on a video of this guy, like making fun. Like I just random searched a YouTube video of this guy making fun of Cornish sayings. And he's right. from Cornwall. <laughs> and it was just like the most ridiculous sayings you've ever heard in your entire life. But like his delivery of like what it meant was just perfect. Cause he was like, so this person says that a, a good Cornish phrase is I'd rather be underneath a bull while it's shitting on my face, which just means you just don't fancy it. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. It has to be uh, shitting. Did you get, did you yeah, guys see that? It was on Twitter. That thing of like, there's that clip from SpongeBob where he's, he ate the pie that he's going to explode and Squidward wants mm. to make his best day his last day on earth memorable yeah and he goes i'm gonna love him so much he's gonna drown in it drown in it and it's like a you know and then they caption that with uh how a british a british person when they see a drone and yeah it's 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 drown in it but if you if the way he pronounced if you oh, like drown interpret in. <laughs> drown in it and he's like screaming yeah. he's like, drown in it it's like oh it's incredible <laughs> um <laughs> Well, we're uh, we're an hour in. Do you want to talk about the movie? We're an hour in. Do we want to talk about the movie? Yeah, yeah so totally uh, just a spoiler alert about spoiler uh, for the movie. Jordan Peele's 2018. Well, we and might also discuss, probably Get Out. Yeah, we probably might discuss Get Out, get out as well. So, uh, and also a movie called Funny Games, because I'm going to bring that up a lot. Oh, I haven't heard about that. All right. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, we can talk Have about that. Have you seen Funny Games, Dave? No, and I'm not going to. Okay. I get the gist. <laughs> no, all right, no. I get it. I get I it. I Very clever. to my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I explained the plot to my girlfriend, and she was like, "That doesn't sound good." I know because it's, it's like, like this we'll get, and I know it's a we'll jump right movie. into the yeah. Let's let yeah. we'll get through it. We'll get through it. We'll jump right in. Essentially, of of uh, the beginning of the movie is a lot like Funny Games, and it, it, I I watched there was like a you know when directors give like their people a list of movies to watch and say the movie's gonna feel a bit like this. Funny right. Games was in that list. Sure, and Funny Games is essentially like two dudes show up to this like rich person's house like vacation oh, home and yeah, they yeah, just yeah, torture yeah. them and kill them for the night yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, but like the whole point of the film is really the director being like um oh isn't that terrible but you're watching you sick fuck aren't you fucking disgusting for watching this i bet you're gonna watch more you fucking gross piece of shit right hey don't get me started now reese yeah. <laughs> you know how i feel when you talk to me like that yeah but anyway um <laughs> but, so so general general thoughts on the movie us i guess uh, we'll start with our guest dave yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I, david do you want me to call you dave you can Which call one? me whatever I you want you dave since we were i'm like, gonna call you yeah dave. you can call me dave you know, you know what's funny dave. is I, I i tell people that i would never introduce myself as dave um because i know yeah, people yeah. that do that prefer to be called dave mm. but if yeah. people call me that i don't care you know like okay, I, cool. if anything it's like an interesting what do we call it an idiolect it's like that it's like yeah. cool that you it's cool yeah. that you assume that that's how you should call it anyway um so i watched it last night i had seen i think maybe like the first 
hour, I want to say, before. I, I think I watched up to the point where the white people are killed. Um, before, yeah. I I don't remember why I stopped. I think I was actually watching it at my parents' house, maybe, on cable, and so I just got mm-hmm. away. Um I liked it. I, I, I don't think I, okay. I think I think I think get out is kind of like the the flag planted, the the warning shot, the like this is a statement from a new artist of like their yeah. their intention and their excellence mm. and their like commitment to a new type of like horror and a new type of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one felt like I think people went into it like, is he going to have the sophomore slump? Is it not going to be as, is it not going to live oh, up to the hype? And yeah. I don't think it did, but I also don't think it could have. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's possible to make another get out. Like, I think anyone who came in, no, I yeah. think, frankly, I think anyone who went into it thinking like, all right, let's see get out part two. Like, that's an insane way to look at this Electric movie. boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's good. I like the, I like the whole concept of it. I like the whole idea of like these tethers and the fact that we all have like this kind of like, half a soul version of ourselves that has to exist in order for but us to have our good lives you know like i love that as a concept but and... it's it's not it's not everyone it's like they the whole idea is that like in like the 70s or 80s they did this yeah and then they stopped oh. so okay yeah, so you know like, what kind of like an experiment you know what i am in a, I, I do have some critiques of this film and i do think that mm-hmm. the logic slash like follow through of it is a little unclear like i almost wish that i almost wish that it hadn't widened to be like this national like everyone's getting killed by yeah i almost wish it had just been on the family um and then maybe maybe the film really lost me when it went national like yeah the second it was like oh look at all these people i was like well i don't care as much now yeah i think i think you kind of had to pick either or you can either make a film that's about Mm -hmm. a national event you know what i mean like that is focused on that and that the the film will tell you that that's the concept and it's not a surprise it's not a reveal or you focus on i i I might even say like just the two families you know i mean i kind of liked that that like like when those white uh tethers showed up i liked that as an idea but i was frustrated once i realized that it meant oh that it was everyone yeah Yeah. it's like i I remember when the kid was like how many more they're gonna be i was like that's a good fucking question kid yeah (laughs) yeah there's a there's a type of horror in the mystery Uh yeah and and keeping they they spelled it out too much like the whole scene where she's like in the classroom and she's like telling her everything yeah i was like oh do we really need a villain monologue scene oh i know that's so oh well yeah i I have a lot of critiques as well but let's 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 let dave just very quickly i just want (laughs) to get it off the table yeah go go ahead who here thinks uh, like what? What are your opinions? Is she a tethered or is she a pers- a person? She, I mean, they show that. They yeah, show they what show happens. It. They they She's show the it to you. She's the tether. Yeah, yeah. but like, uh, I don't and know, I the, can I tell you both? I knew like that was going to happen. I called be... that. I called yeah. that the minute. Oh yeah. I called that from the, I called from the beginning. I, I knew it was that pretty. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I did. I didn't call it from the beginning. I called it from when she didn't tell anyone, like tell her husband until then. I was like, that's oh. a pretty weird thing to not tell your husband. And I got I like, it well, from the... Now that yeah. I think about it, it's about the only thing... Like, why would you not tell them? Probably because you're trying to keep it a secret. Right. And if you're trying to keep it a secret, why? This right. is why. And yeah. then my brain went, okay. I yeah. actually recognized it yeah. once she wasn't talking. Once once they were in that counselor's yeah. office and yeah, she was right like in the mute. Beginning. I was yeah. like, oh, well, that's mm-hmm. why. It's like, you know, because I... Yeah. yeah. I knew it wasn't some unexplained trauma. I knew, I knew it was a switch, yeah. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think... I agree with you that 
I, I did not like the monologuing parts. I, I Except for that part where they're all in the living room. I thought that part was good. Yeah, but, in the living room, that was cool. But the but second one like, was a little... Because like, it also yeah, didn't really clarify cool. it. I mean, it explained, like, her... It, it gave her experience, but it wasn't as if they were like, and then this doctor came to us and said that we were going to be part of an experiment or something. Like, there was no, like, explanation for why this world exists, more so than it was, yeah. like, why she wants revenge. You know what I mean? So that was kind yeah. of my frustration with that. That said, that part where she's, like on the chalkboard there is that one shot and i actually this is a question that maybe you both can answer after i say this thing what's your favorite mm -hmm. shot in the film because my favorite shot is that if you're gonna say yours is the one where it's a dual dual aperture focus I'm yeah gonna, i'm gonna kick you off this fucking pot i liked it i thought it was cool i i really did i i, uh, I know it was a gimmick like i i get it like mm -hmm. you know whenever i see a shot like that you're like all right so clearly somebody had a new lens and they were excited about it you know, you're like <laughs> i get it but I liked it. I thought it was a. Yeah. I thought it was the one of the most purely disturbing images of the film, and also like was mm -hmm. it was really kind of like it was it was it made it actually gave weight to that scene that if it hadn't, I would have hated that scene completely because okay. it made it so that the the tether or the you know the the crazy one was like talking to the audience in such a like claustrophobic way and we'll we'll get into yeah. also like lupita nyong'o lupita nyong'o like kills it. i think she's the best part of this movie like yeah. in the dual roles but yeah then she also, is i yeah. think i i think the only the thing that everyone's performance in this movie was good outside yeah. of like i think the guy his performance was good but i was just sad that his character didn't die because i was so i was so like i i was so mad at yeah, that dad. dad i thought that dad was the, the most annoying part of this movie even more annoying frankly yeah. than the white people i'll be honest like his, <laughs> his wife yeah his wife is like hey there's someone who looks exactly like me who i'm afraid is coming after me yeah and then he sees a whole family who look got... exactly like them and he's like do you want money i'm like what did your wife just say <laughs> you know that's the thing is like i i, I I have to finish two thoughts. My second thought is the other shot mm. I really liked is the opening when there's the slow zoom. I think that personally speaking, my favorite camera movement is the slow zoom in or zoom out. I love that so yeah. much. No, it's, no, it's so good, effective yeah. whenever they do. I love it. It's just such a good shot. That said, they used it a lot in that in the Suspiria remake from last year, and it was so oh, really? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, School of Rock too. Well, I'll I'll talk to you about that later. There's a great <laughs> slow. There's a great slow zoom out in that. Anyway, okay. But um, he, when he's explaining ACDC, what's... no, when he's doing the um, when he's doing when he's <laughs> debuting their song, like the song he wrote, and he's yeah. like, "Well, let's hear it." And he's like, "Okay," and he has to like kind of do it in front of them. There's a slow mm -hmm. zoom out of him, and it's perfect because one, it makes it so slow that you can't even tell until like halfway through the shot, yeah. and then at the end, after because we're not talking about this movie i could literally talk about that one yeah. shot for ten minutes. I'm not going to get into it, but okay. Don't. Anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say though is um what uh oh my god <laughs> i got distracted by that school of rock plot um uh, oh yeah i was really frustrated yeah, sorry, with the dad i was just gonna say that one thing about horror movies that can frustrate me and it's not universal to horror movies obviously mm. there's lots of variation but one thing that will frustrate me when i'm watching a movie is when people act as though they haven't seen a horror movie before that really bothers yeah. me like in what world are you looking out your front door at yeah. midnight and seeing four people standing there holding hands, wearing matching outfits, and you're gonna go outside? Like, I got, yeah. and, and the thing is, but, is like, I understand why that's there. It's a horror movie. Like, it's a suspension mm -hmm. of disbelief. Like, nobody's acting rationally. Yeah. None of this is real. But for me, I guess I just have like a, like, it bothers me when characters don't act the way they would act in real life. 
it yeah, almost yeah. And the, I feel that way about that almost any movie. It's like a personal taste kind of thing. It's yeah. just like that frustration. The thing me. that made me more upset about that scene, about the him acting like he's never been in a horror movie, yeah. is the whole thesis of Get Out is like, so Jordan Peele was like, he said in interviews, he was like the, uh, he said black people don't die in, in horror movies be- in or in real life like horror movie situations yeah. because the second they would see something like this, they'd go, nah, just get out. Yeah. Like they would just leave. Yeah. And he was like, well, what situation would I have to come up with where the character the main you know black male lead wouldn't go nah just get out and that would be meeting his like white girl girlfriend's parents where he's like i just have to accept these weird things that are happening because i just feel uncomfortable and i just have to go along with the flow until eventually i crack which is what so the thing that felt especially annoying in this movie is i was like well if the whole point of your first movie was that you were annoyed that characters didn't act like especially for you like a black male lead isn't acting the way that you know you and your friends would act why are you having this main character act like that right yeah and i get it i get it in the sense that he wants to make a horror movie that's just like these are black characters in a in a horror scenario and it isn't also like some kind of commentary about race you know like Mm -hmm. i think that that is valuable Because um, the movie felt more of like a commentary on class. It felt oh like, yeah, because obviously all these oh, people yeah. are very well off. Totally, and it felt like it was like these people, you know, who were left blo- left behind, or essentially yeah. the you know, and even the, like, and I'm not, I, you know, I'm not black, you know, but I I did notice like, did you notice that the the dad is wearing a Howard shirt the entire time? Like he's like a yeah. he's like a black man who's managed to like achieve something. He has a vacation home. He went yeah. to a historically black uh, college and. I, you know, I like I'm Latino, right? And I'm third generation. I was raised in a middle to upper class suburb um, by parents who had advanced degrees. And I know yeah. that if I go to East LA, I cannot go up to somebody on the street and say, we are the same. We're not. Like we um, are in the sense that we share cousins, a history <laughs> and a legacy and a culture, but I'm not going to pretend yeah. that I share that man's like some, you know, undocumented person or, or even like a first gen, yeah. even like a first gen kid who was born here, but has like immigrant parents. Like that is a different yeah. lived experience of, 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 uh, of um, uh, Latino-ness, you know what I mean? Right. And I think that Jordan Peele, like, I don't know if you know anything of, like his backstory, but he's like from the Bay, like he's from Berkeley. Like he's like, and and yeah. also like his his career has sort of been like, he was on Mad TV, he did uh, Key and Peele, he made Get Out. Mm-hmm. And it is like, it's not that he's like a white guy at all. Of course not. But it is like, he's like a middle-class dude. Like he's he's now like a rich yeah. man. Well, you know what I mean? Like Key and Peele, yeah. Key and Peele to, has been described to me by like, anyone who isn't white, it's been said that it people have been like, it's black comedy for white people. That's oh, what Keen yeah, Peele is, hundred percent. And like, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of get that. Mm-hmm. Like, right. and and in the sense that it's it's, you know, it's these very funny like, uh, two two like very talented, very funny black people. But like, it's not really comedy for anyone other than kind of white people. Well, they just like, made it, it really. Is, I mean, it, it is, but it's 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 universal. Yeah. It's it's not clearly yeah. targeted at a purely like black audience. I don't think you know. Yeah. yeah. No. And I think that that like, is I, sort of like a tension that isn't usually explored in like where the dynamic is like white people and another race. Like you can't really get yeah. into that sort of like the nuances of of like an of a racial identity within that identity. You know what I mean? Where there can be. Well, I feel like they kind of explored the idea that like it almost felt like what he when he was talking about like the boat and all that. It was like he was trying to compete with what he saw as standard success. 
Yeah, yes, that is exactly. This, you know, white dude who. Well, he talked about you know, the new cards like this too. wife who hates himself, who like hates him, yeah. and like the two daughters who are just like apathetic and don't love him. Like, yeah. like obviously his that family he's trying to aspire to be is like not a good one. Right. See, yet he's still sitting there trying to compare. Yeah. yeah. See, that's interesting though, because even in their, uh, you know, perfect lives, um, he was still comparing himself to another yeah. family. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like these tethered were comparing themselves to them. And they mm-hmm. wanted to claw their ways to the top as well, and you know, there's like, like you guys were saying, there's a lot of commentary there on classism, and the, you know, the whole fact that they blatantly stated, you know, we are Americans. That's uh-huh, what yeah. American way of life is. Right. So that's what they did. And oh shit, yeah, cat scared yeah. me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's. It's interesting. It does feel like it's trying to make a lot of statements, um, yeah. but I think they do spell it out a little mm-hmm. too hard sometimes. And, yeah, uh, and I felt it was almost yeah. as if like Get Out, like, and I don't, I don't have anything against Jordan Peele. I think he's a really talented, really oh, intelligent yeah. person. Yeah. Very talented. But yeah. I think, but I think that this movie, he was like, well, I made such a great, like, I, I made uh, such a, a really good horror, not just a good horror movie, but a good horror movie that had like a really profound message behind it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, tackling it's it's like like um, Dave said, sophomore slump, just like that whole like, well, I have to follow it up somehow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I actually think it would have been effective if he, like you guys mentioned that we're Americans thing. I actually thought that that kind of was like a little too much. I felt like it, mm. I felt like if he had just kind of, like I said, I, I feel like it should have been an either or thing. Like you either really insulate and you just focus on this family and these tethers mm. and that relationship, or you zoom out and you show it as like a larger social thing where like everybody has a tether and that impacts like, you know, then you really could say we're Americans like because it's like a larger sort of thing of like everyone in America has a tether and if you uh-huh. don't if, if you're like an above ground person you got that way because of the suffering of your tether you know what I mean like yeah I feel like that kind of like is a better message that just didn't get explored yeah like I felt like he was yeah. try- just trying to do a little too much given I also felt like yeah. maybe you guys still disagree but didn't it feel like kind of short like quick almost like 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 I feel like I don't once... know, it's kind of long for me. No, <laughs> I, um, I I don't mean like, it. Term... So when the when yeah. the movie really kicked in with like the family show with uh, the first tethered family showing up, I was like, wow, this must be a short movie because like oh yeah, like, well we've kicked in yeah. really quickly. But in after that, that point, yeah. like I'd say I'd say after you know Elizabeth Moss uh, and Tim Heidecker died, like you know <laughs> you know what like, I think it is is I, died, I think I it's like, like eh. I think it you're right it, it's not a quick movie I, I I don't quite know why I said that but what it is is like yeah. the actual events that happen. There's not a lot of them. There's like, they show up at the house, yeah. new family arrives, they run, they go to the White House, they look at the news and see it's everywhere, and then they drive, and then she has the final battle with, uh, you know, with her tether. Like, I, I just felt like, I just felt like the actual events in here, there wasn't a ton of them, meaning there was no zoom out mm-hmm. at any point, so you could see what the police chief is dealing with, there was no zoom out, so you could see, like, I don't know, more inner dynamics of the wife people. Like, it was just, it felt very, like... I don't know. I don't know how else to phrase that. Just like very, very self-contained, I guess, as a story. But I feel like horror movies are more effective when they are more self-contained. Because instead of following like society yeah. or a group, you're following yeah. just a family dealing with. Also, yeah. oh, let's get into that. My biggest, my biggest thing that really just made me kind of lose a lot of interest in the movie was when we got to the white people's house and like the kids' reaction to dead bodies of people they know. 
yeah get the idea of murder like the fact that they didn't just you know fall into yeah. a hole and cuddle themselves in the corner after murdering three people uh-huh. and then they're even like joking later she's like i'm yeah. the biggest kill count and i, I think like, that's you know not what's happening i America think actually that joke was funny murder dude that's obviously the social commentary <laughs> <laughs> i actually did like that joke where they were like well i killed that one it's one one i thought that was funny but i did think that yeah that part where they're um where she's like sneaking up on them with the where she's walking up the stairs with the brother like i felt like that one was yeah. too long i felt like that as a sequence was too mm. long and then two yeah, I, it was so it was long, long i just started listening to the song to, yeah to, to fuck the police yeah i know yeah, i was like the police yeah i just was like you're basically just listening to it in the scene yeah and but also um yeah i i do think that that happens sometimes in horror films that's kind of what i mean by not being realistic where there's like a scene where that daughter like straight up like mutilates that body like she's like smashing it over and over with a bat or whatever oh yeah or a golf club and it's like you can't just do that to people and expect them to be especially children like it's like that's like and i'm not even saying that as like a concerned parent type thing like no like whatever you want to have kids do violent stuff in movies whatever but i just felt like if you're presenting this as a true like sort of real life horror film you can't be like doing these sort of winks of like oh it's the goonies they're just kids like out on an adventure like no it's like yeah there's stakes involved and they're trying to rescue their mother who's like chained to a bed like it's very like, intense i just murdered know? three people what's home alone <laughs> yeah or, or even 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 frankly like the and i know that those girls and that whole family were supposed to be like you're supposed to hate them but like yeah they knew these people like like they had like she's not yeah. just gonna like even if she really did not like those white sisters like you're telling me you're just gonna yeah. immediately like almost with joy like pivot to like smashing their heads in like i don't think that's something well, that is easily done you know maybe i'm just so too, i think maybe i'm just too i think it was supposed dippy. to be like a i think what they were trying to show was that there is a little bit of satisfaction in actually beating who they've been competing with this whole time you know well, like cause this, the uh, kids weren't competing with them the kids no the kids were care. too they really were. Um, yeah, they were. Because it's the two of them. Because the daughter and, and... was talking about uh, not being able to drive. She was definitely having issues. And oh, okay. She definitely wanted to be uh, in a higher social status. And they right. expressed that at that dinner table argument. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And they further you know, pushed from there. Obviously, the kid, the son, was an outcast. And he had difficulties fitting in. So I'm sure. Yeah, yeah that mom just needed to let that girl drive. I was getting really pissed off. Like, just <laughs> yeah. let her drive, dude. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's the end of the world. Do you think the cops are going to pull over and be like, does she have a permit? <laughs> but yeah, I think all of their um, attitudes towards the murders and the killings and all that was supposed to be... Um, I think it was directed to be that way. You know what I mean? Like they obviously, if they wanted them to have a human reaction, even later when they're walking through the city and Mm. there's dead bodies everywhere, they're just calm. Yeah. Yeah. And I just thought it was a bit odd. I just thought it just didn't jive with me very well. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not a realistic film. (laughs) I sometimes, yeah, no, it it wasn't. And you're, you're right. Like, I think that that's honestly like making that critique about a horror film is kind of like saying, well, if he actually punched him like that, his hand would break in like a action movie. Like, yeah. All right. Nobody cares. Like what, what, what is the, what, what, what point are you trying to make? But I yeah. think though, like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But with a horror movie, like you've, if, especially with like that, where you're watching a family, like, yeah, I would family feel far more tense. I would fi- f- feel far more tense and far more afraid if I was like, wow, look what it's doing to these children. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Yeah. But I, I mean, don't even, think he was trying the, uh, to really scare you like that. Yeah. 
Well, you know what I compare it to is like the 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 kitchen scene in Jurassic Park, right, where the kids are crawling around. Like oh, that's, the, the reason that is such an effective scene is like those kids <laughs> yeah. could like straight up die. Like there's no oh, yeah. sort of winking at the camera to say, oh, it's just a joke. Like, no, they no. could legit die. And I think that that yeah. was kind of the, the thing that was missing from this movie is like at no point was I worried that the kids were going to die. Like I knew that wasn't yeah, going to happen. Yeah, well, the second the dad didn't die. Dude, I thought yeah. the dad oh. was going to die. Out of all yeah. of them, I, I did thought too. the dad might have died. Yeah. yeah. So my girlfriend was watching with the, mo- the movie with me for like the beginning and she left like right when the dad was like being dragged out. Mm-hmm. And then when she the first thing she said when she came into the room, like once the movie was done, she was like, so did he die? And I was like, no. And she's like, what? That's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of funny games, we were just that like, was probably the... Not good yet. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Just speaking of funny games, that was probably the biggest, like, beyond the, the whole home invasion yeah. idea. Also, that the whole idea that they're on a boat um, trying to yeah. survive. On is, a boat, uh, by a lake. Yeah. Also, the, like, whole... The, just the whole couch scene is, like, super funny games. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, because, you know, funny games, is, like, they... You guys haven't seen it, but, like, they sit them down on the couch, and they're like, so we're going to play a game. We think by 6 a.m like by sunrise tomorrow you'll all be dead and you guys bet that you'll be alive and that's the game oh i could see the inspiration like, very much so yeah, yeah. and yeah. then they just toy with them the whole night so i saw that as um you know them trying to kill them with what they deemed as uh you know i guess uh, objects of their success right. um for example right. she made the girl run Right. Um, yeah. The little boy. I mean, there wasn't much to the little boy himself besides his tricks. Other than the mask, yeah, the yeah his, flame well, his tricks, his tricks. Yeah. Um, the yeah, because he had he had boat. fire in the. The in mother the was her family. Yeah. Yeah, which so apparently that's... was like a huge reference because apparently, like, because uh, his name is Jason and he always wears a mask, so it was a reference to Jason Voorhees and his. Oh, really? Like uh, his you know, weakness in the movie is fire. Right. That's a in oh. his, no his weakness was, was water oh water sorry yeah yeah so i guess it's opposite yeah. um also but... i th- so this leads to the joke that i was going to tell you about before marcos where so i saw in the movie i was like well, the movie started and then it was showing producers and it said jason mm-hmm. blum and i was like blumhouse wasn't one of the producers <laughs> and then i was like sitting there i was making the joke when the kid was introduced as jason and I was like, "Do you think Jordan Peele was like, hey, can you fund this movie?" And Jason <laughs> to the was child. Like, I'll give you money, but you got to name the child my name." <laughs> Blumhouse was one of the productions. No, yeah. so it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So Blumhouse was going to be the production company, but then they oh. didn't have the money to do it, so they handed the money over to Universal, and Universal hired him as a one-time executive producer yeah. to wow. be a producer on the movie. Yeah, I'm sorry, Blumhouse did get out. Couldn't. Yeah, Blumhouse did yeah. get out. Yeah. So Peele went back to them to essentially be like hey i want to do this new movie but because the budget was so big um they went with a different company but blum was still a like jason blum himself was still an executive producer yeah, yeah okay all right gotcha. you know shout out to that guy like i i i used to think that i used to be kind of frustrated with him because it was that whole yeah. like why aren't you just making shitty horror movies and making a bunch of money off them but <laughs> they're increasingly not shitty like i'm sorry like yeah like, i was like the, the, there's yeah, there's it's, actually it's a lot of like that i can respect about saying Hey, we're not going to give you a lot of money, but you can do whatever you want. Like, I think that that's actually, yeah. I, I have a lot no, of, great. I, I've kind of, a 24 yeah. does that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, you know, that's what you need. I mean, I, not to get in a whole thing, but it's like, that's well, cause the reality is, is Hollywood does overbloat the whole situation. Like you yeah. don't need $200 million to you make don't. a movie. You, no. just, and you don't. There's no, and yeah. Unless the, the only reason you would need that is for cast salaries, to be honest. Like, like, yeah. and even yeah. then, like nowadays, I don't think 
I don't think you can really demand that. I think there's too much diversity of, of options for, for people that are that famous. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that they can get that yeah. in different ways, you know, doing anyway. What I was, what I was yeah. going to say though, is, is that whole thing of like, you know, people talk about like nobody's seeing movies right now and they were seeing less mm-hmm. of them even before the pandemic. And the future of movies is either going to be these like Marvel tentpole, like, you know, every three month kind of things, or they're going to be, you know, $5 million movies that ended up making 50 million off a $5 million budget. And then that, mm-hmm. you know, like that'll be the other options. You can just go really low, that low budget. Wonderful. It would be wonderful, but it, also what it means though. And the thing that kind of frustrates me is it means that like that middle ground of movie that used to be a thing is like no <laughs> longer an option. You either have to make yeah. something talking like big budget films or something. Yeah. Well, kind no, of like, like medium budget films. Like medium it's budget. Like, yeah. Like medium budget. Yeah. Like, like uh, just the ones where it's like, oh, we've just made this because the studio felt like pumping out a film. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like, like something like, uh, the, and the thing also is like, once someone makes a successful like low budget indie, then they're given the chance to make what is essentially a middle budget film. Yeah. Like, La La yeah, Land. That's what happened with Evil. That Dead. was a middle budget <laughs> it's film. The, it's the, like, that's not a. That's yeah, not it's like the a. Taika... Sorry, good. It's not like La La Land's a great example in that it's it's not a Marvel movie level budget, and it's also not a mm-hmm. bare bones budget. It's like in the middle. Yeah, I think yeah. like I think it was like you know, why am I making up numbers? It was in the middle, and so <laughs> yeah. But that was seen as like his big accomplishment. That he only got he only mm-hmm. got that budget because he made Whiplash and won Oscars for it. You know what I mean? Like oh god, yeah. the opportunity to have that kind of man. funding is very, you know, yeah. based on but success. Taika, with Taika Waititi has that famous uh, interview where they said like, how do you keep making passion projects? And he said one for them, one for you. So he's yeah. like, well, I did, I do, you know. I do one movie that I'm really passionate about and then I go to the studio and I'm like, what do you want me to make? And then I make some movie that I don't really care about, but I put my all into it. Mm-hmm. And then the next movie I make is one I'm really passionate about. And also nice. if you're someone like him, like there could be a lot of benefits to working within parameters of, of a studio. Like, yeah. like, like Thor Ragnarok is a superhero movie. It's not like some, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's not like some like, weird subversion of every trope in the book like it's not like even though and people mm-hmm. acted like it was it's really not what it was though is they gave T- yeah, taika waititi enough of like a leeway to be like yeah like like th- this is a low stakes for us type movie you know what i mean like we're not there's yeah, not a bunch of eyes thor on one. it so it's the ones that were making the worst money anyway so they're like well thor <laughs> makes the least amount of money. yeah exactly so can, why not some why not them. just let him do what he wants you know and as a result yeah. i think he actually probably made one of the better Marvel movies because he... Yeah, that's not what I, o- said. I think Ragnarok did great, didn't it? Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, yeah. I, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not questioning, like, it's, you know, success. I just mean, like, mm-hmm. there's a reason that movie is the way it is, and there's a reason yeah. why Man of Steel was the way it was. It was because oh, they God. didn't <laughs> let... They didn't let actually interesting, you know, richly creative people... Are you saying people... Zack Snyder's vision would have been better? Say that again? <laughs> Are you saying Zack Snyder's vision would have been, you know, just better and, you know... No, he more... said Man no, of I... Steel, not... Uh... Yeah, Man of Steel you're was thinking, still Zack Snyder. Yeah, that was Zack No, you're thinking I... of um, the Justice League, man. No, Zack Snyder was Man of Steel yeah, as well. Zack Snyder was Man of Steel. Yeah, he was. But the Justice League was... Um, yeah, no, I'm making a joke about to the, the Snyder, Justice League, but I'm Snyder also just cut, making a they? joke of the, the idea that <laughs> yes. Zack Snyder's kind of a piece of shit hack. God, so. I, can't, I, can't ima- ima- I can't imagine being the type of person who wants the Snyder cut of anything. Like, imagine imagine <laughs> Dude, claiming that as part of your identity. People are literally rioting over it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, it's crazy. What I mean, though, is, like, he's not... Like, Zack Snyder, yeah, he's a, you know, he can direct a movie, right, and you he's guys, got you guys chat. I'm just going to be, I'll be back. I'll be right back. He doesn't have the sort of, like, richness of creative vision that I think 
Taika Waititi or someone like him does. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so for a studio to say, here's a bunch of money, make one of our flagship films. You know what I mean? I think that there's a lot more, not risk, but sort of like leaps of trust that happen when by hiring someone like Taika Waititi versus hiring Zack Snyder to do, oh, look, it's slow-mo again. Hey, look, it's gray. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? You know, yeah. like take some, yeah. take some chances. Yeah. Give people some freedom. Like- yeah, um, I guess they saw Watchmen and they were like, "Oh wow, <laughs> I love I that. that." Did Reese leave? <laughs> Did he? Reese, Reese, blind yeah, man, I... blind man zero zero two. <laughs> oh, that's weird. What happened to Did him? He maybe, he, maybe he got abducted. <laughs> like, we didn't say he had to take a piss. Like, I don't know, like an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, well, well, he took the break though. You and I were talking for a little bit. I thought. Did he take the? I don't even notice. Oh, you know, but, you're uh, right. He did. What? Yeah, we were talking for a second. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hold on. Maybe he's having technical dif- difficulties. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, let me uh see if he'll respond to this message here. This might be something he has to edit out. Oh no. Yeah. Tell him that it started at like 1:45. Is when he needs to. Yeah. I'll, mar- I'll yeah, mark yeah, it. I'll, I'll tell him here at about 1:45. 1:45. Okay. Um, yeah, because I didn't hear what he was saying. I think uh, his audio started cutting out every once yeah. in a while. It was getting kind of low. Yeah. Who's this? Hey, Reese. Reese? Oh. Yeah, I said I was going to go pee. Oh. oh. No, yeah, we I did not. You, dude. I, we did not. We did not. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, what we happened to him? paused it and stopped recording. Okay. Well, then you probably no, no, I'm still here you probably don't have to edit it out then. I marked that it was hour nah, 35, but you can just leave it. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah, no, I, I, I said you were in the middle of like a tangent, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go pee. And you didn't stutter, but I was like, oh, I think they heard me. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> what else do you want to talk about this movie? Uh, you want to talk about um, performances? Well, let's, let's okay, give. Okay, so we normally give reviews okay, for, for or like, uh, you know, like uh, you give a. We, what, what do we do, Reese? We do out of 10? We, yeah, we do out of yeah, 10. Yeah, we do out of 10, yeah. Yeah, so you'd give it like a rating out of 10 and just kind of give your final thoughts on the film. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, you you can go ahead, Dave. You're the right, as the guest, sure. Um, so out of ten, well, I I like this movie. I think it's a good horror film. I think mm-hmm. it's a rich addition to Jordan Peele's growing filmography. I think it was very interesting, mm-hmm. and I really liked. Yeah, it just, it just felt like he avoided the sophomore slump by really just kind of you know honing in on what he does well which is like you know showing characters and i i don't know i I just felt like i felt like it was a nice departure it was nice growth but also like kind of showing that he has a style that he's going to stick with and i kind of like that Mm -hmm. i thought performances were incredible across the board i liked um the pizza nyango in both roles i thought she did awesome especially no you really felt like they were two different people it was great yeah yeah and And that's i think that's the hard the hardest thing to try and pull off but they did it she did or she did it mm -hmm. very very well yeah Yeah. and it's the only thing that was like at the beginning of the film yeah uh the only thing that just kind of was hard for me to sell on was like i did not realize she was i thought she was like 16 i'll be honest like i thought (laughs) she was a kid like she she and then like she was but like she's like 27 or something like that yeah i will say that like yeah I don't mind it because I like Lupita. I think Lupita's a good actor, and I think that she. Mm-hmm. I I actually also like just from a, like a diversity standpoint, the showcase that she's given in this movie. Where else is she gonna get that? You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, she won her Oscar mm-hmm. playing a slave, which, you know, 
is 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 good because it's a good movie and it's it's well made and and Twelve Years a Slave I think does have an impact on people, but you know mm-hmm. generally it's a trope that when black people are nominated for Oscars they tend to be either playing you know slaves or poor oppressed black people like you know and so for her to play a role a dual role that allowed her to both play like a true just like psychotic break but also like a really normal mom who i also like the like i also i i think honestly some of the best acting she did was when she was with the kids and was very scared like i felt like the way she was like holding them and the way she was like telling them uh, what to do i thought that that was like the very... only thing that i had a problem with that was like I feel like it's just parenting 101 that when there's danger, you put them behind you. Because if you're in front of them, they were like little meat shields. I was like, well, what do you put them behind you? I will God give credit sakes. to the, I will give credit to whoever did set design and stuff. That house did have enough yeah. uh, windows that it was like efficiently scary, you know, like all the, yeah. like, especially yeah. when they're breaking in at first, like you immediately become aware of how many windows there are in this house. And you're just like, yeah. Oh God. Um, oh yeah. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking of a moment where she's like, Zora, give me your phone. I'm not on my phone. And she's like, Zora! Like, she's just like, I love that moment because it was just like, yeah. it was a great, like, sort of like, no, like, we're not dicking around right now. I, I love that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was a really good moment. And I also yeah. thought the dad, as much as I found him annoying as a character, I thought the performance was really good. I thought he was like a really yeah. believable kind of goofy dad who is trying his best, but isn't really like always on top of what he should be doing. Like, I thought it was a good performance. I liked the kids. I thought they were good. Yeah. Um, and I liked Elizabeth Moth and Tim Heidecker as the white people. I mean, the the thing about like <laughs> a movie like this is that he has so much like goodwill from Get Out that like he can get whoever he wants to be in these movies. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. it's I was not surprised at all by the uniformity of the of how good everyone was. I also, yeah. as somebody like I'm not from Northern California, but I live in San Francisco. Tim, also, Tim Heidegger was fucking horrifying when he was playing his tethered character. Yeah, oh, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought that they was both, my favorite I, actually. My actually favorite think, tethered character. I think both of them were actually uh, Elizabeth Moss tethered too when she was in the looking in the mirror and like um, like cutting her yeah. face and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool yeah. that they lingered on both of those characters for just a little bit to show mm-hmm. that like, it, it, yeah, like to me that was an appropriate amount of world building. That was en- that should have been enough yeah. of just showing like these other versions of tethers you know anyway mm-hmm. and i also liked the fact that it was set at santa cruz i thought that was really a really cool uh, <laughs> uh location decision um because i felt like it would have been really easy to do it at like an anonymous lake or you know like um yeah you know la we're going to the beach or something like i really like santa yeah. i like that they chose to shoot like there santa I thought... or something and also like just speaking like historically of what images we think of like you don't know like how many movies are black people going to the beach in Santa Cruz. Like, I feel like that's a situation that happens in real life that like, doesn't, isn't really shown in movies ever of just like black families going to the beach. I mean, I'll be honest. If Santa Cruz is never in a movie, I'm pretty happy. Well, that, you don't like Santa Cruz. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Santa Cruz. Oh, oh. I mean, well it's yeah. It's, uh... oh, I, I, I like it. I, it's, it's, a, I, I like, Northern, <laughs> I like Northern California as in general. And I, I like Santa Cruz yeah. as a town. And, uh, oh wow, that's surprising! I, I didn't expect you to uh, say that Santa Cruz is Northern California. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Northern. I, I think. Okay. In fact, I would say Santa Cruz is kind of like the the bottom of Northern California. Like that's kind of like yeah. roughly. But then, where I, it's I know at. it's like a divisive issue. Like it's like you. Some people think it's in. Some people it's out. Like I think technically, like I don't want to start any controversy, but I would say Northern California <laughs> starts north of Fresno. I think that that's really when it starts, yeah. and and frankly, that's also how it feels to me too. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the yeah, other thing, the that. other thing to remember is like when most people say Northern California, they're really referring to like the coast, 
Oh, the Bay Area and the coast, really. Because, like, yeah. if you, you know those, like, I don't even... One day I'd love to take a road trip to, like, the corner of California that borders with Nevada. Like, that upper corner. Yeah. What the hell is going like, on over uh, there? Like, area? Uh, well, they made a movie about it. It's called Bad Times of the El Royale. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> no. There's a, have you not seen that movie? No. It looks stupid. Yeah, so it, at the <laughs> be honest of the movie, with you. it's a... There's a, it's a hotel that's on the border. So on one side, gambling is legal, and on the other side, uh, alcohol is legal. So it's literally like people who want to mm. do both. Like it was back in the day when it was like, you know, right, illegal to do one or the other. Yeah. Uh, so like it was, it was just kind of this like the whole idea is the hotel is like built on this loophole that like you Wasn't can drink some... in one side of the hotel and then run over to the other side and go gamble. Well, cool. Wait, am I confusing that movie with some other movie that was about a hotel for like assassins or something? Where they had like Father John Misty in it. He 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 gets like shot. He's like a he's like a open whatever. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking. You know what I'm about. talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's a that's, that's another. A, that's a hundred percent. I think the film I'm thinking of, but I think the problem is I sold it like that was the premise of the movie. The premise of the movie is like a bunch of murders are going on. Yeah, but okay. the, all right, all right. they're also in a hotel where the gimmick of the hotel is that they're on the border of California and Nevada. Okay, and you can gamble on one side, drink on the other. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I, I think I wanted to see that, but I never ended up watching it. I ended up randomly watching it one night, just uh, like. Uh, at, at my house and mm-hmm. I was I like my girlfriend was like yeah it was all right and like I watched it and it's it's nowhere ne- like the the trailer sells it as like this big action film and it's really just like a slow kind of uh tensiony like fun mystery film mm-hmm. yeah that's cool I think it's worth a watch I think it's good I, I give it a yeah good rating all right. um speaking of ratings uh what was your final score David? oh yeah yeah so final score I would give this I'm going to give this a seven and a half out of 10. I think it's a good okay. movie. I think it's a fun yeah. horror movie. Like if it's Hall- if it's Halloween time yeah. and you want to watch a horror movie, put it on. It's fun. Um, and uh, it, it didn't disappoint me. Like I, I don't, I didn't, it didn't mm-hmm. maybe question my fan, my fandom, my fandom of Jordan Peele. And I'm really looking forward to whatever he's got next. I, in fact, that Candyman uh, reboot, he's oh, not, di- I, don't, I don't think he's directing that, but that's going to be awesome. Like I'm, I'm so looking yes. forward to that. Like, same. Because the original Candyman is good, but it's also not very like nuanced, really. Um, yeah. And so the idea that a modern, especially like really a black filmmaker, making a, a re- rendition of that is just gonna be really mm-hmm. cool, I think. So, um, so yeah, seven seven and a half out of ten for me. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I uh, think Marcus, I'm gonna have to agree with that. Uh, I feel very um, well. Probably, I'll just give it a seven. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't like giving half points. Uh, I'll just say, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll just I say do seven. <laughs> I give it a solid that, like seven feels right because it's not you know it's not get out it's definitely not mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah. on that level um it, but it is still I think a good horror movie to watch it gets you makes you feel a little creeped out doesn't kind of you know a lot of people don't have trust in the government these days so I mean it kind of pries on that and uh, just from like a, a more shallow perspective because you know you don't have people watching horror movies usually for oh how deep is the message right um, yeah but i but think it, i it think a horror fun. movie without a good message is essentially just boring like i don't want to watch a horror movie yeah, yeah that's, that's I agree. for you reese <laughs> um yeah. i mean if you just want to put on a horror movie because you want to watch something scary i think this is this is fantastic for that situation um if you're like if you want to feel a different type of way about it like um Mm-hmm. The thing though that I like about this movie is it doesn't try to beat you over the head with like cryptic or weird meanings. Like, mm-hmm. um, you ever watch the platform? 
I was on. I like that. I say that, but they they have a Bible quote twice in this fucking movie. That's true. Did you guys look they it do. up? I you know I actually have didn't you, look did it you up. look up the Bible quote? I didn't. What does it say? Would you like me to read it out? Yes, to you? please do. I meant to. Thanks, Reese. The thing is. It's cool, but it's not at all, like I'm like I guess that's kind of relevant, but I don't feel like it's really relevant. No. So it... the quote is, "Therefore, this is what the Lord says: I will bring onto them a disaster they cannot escape. Although they cry out to me, I will not listen to them." Oh. Okay, yeah, it's so really I just kind of vague doom and gloom over. stuff. Yeah. It's not like any kind it's of like, like yeah. insight on the situation, you know? No. Yeah, it's just supposed to be ooh scary. Oh. Yeah, I was really hoping like it was going to be like more information about the kind of idea of the film. Yeah. And then it ended up just being like, honestly, I'm shocked other horror movies hadn't had this quote. Yeah. Um, oh, that's one thing I didn't I didn't realize uh, when right after we saw the, the homeless man who was killed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see him again uh, yeah. on the beach like that was obviously his his tethered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't even connect that dot until like earlier today. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. That's right. That was his tethered. That was kind of like a little understated. I I, I did kind of it like was. miss that. Um, I feel like was, if more was, of the movie yeah. was done like that, I would have enjoyed it a lot more because I like shit that makes me think. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. it, again, like I said, it was uh, it was entertaining. The my, my critiques are essentially the same as what you guys have been saying. These these people yeah. didn't feel really that realistic at all. Um, yeah. But I think that was probably the intention of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so just in, in my opinion, it was a. Uh, if that was the intention of the film, it did not feel as as well executed. Um, then, then I think it could have been, mm-hmm. uh, for example, adding maybe just a touch more um, dark comedy. I think would have actually breathed yeah. a lot of yeah. life into the film. Like, yeah, dark I think having that more to a straightforward comedy, like what's Home Alone? Sign yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, because then there, because then there would be comedy. It kind of felt like a little out of place because it wasn't consistent right? yeah. all the way through. You know exactly like yeah. if the murders were com- uh, a little bit more comedic i think that would have been fantastic um, yeah but that's I, just I, yeah like my own personal critiques but uh yeah so i mean it felt like it was in this weird little middle ground of like trying to be realistic but not at all realistic mm-hmm. um you know showing the newscasts and all that and like having people and all that it just felt like they were trying hard for one thing but then go full bore or like kind of like what you guys were saying um so that's yeah. why to me it gives me a good uh like seven out of ten um Mm -hmm. like i said if you want to watch something a little spooky um with some kind of cool killings i mean nothing's really over the top there's very little gore minus you know when the white people get killed yeah i i actually i (laughs) I actually did like the scissors as a weapon because like that sucks like i I am like it is scary to know that they have scissors yeah. that can cut people. Like that is a very creepy thing to cut people well, with. Well, I read something that made sense. Well, cutting the scissors the, are, the are symbolism. Yeah. yeah, no, 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 no totally. it's not cutting the tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that what? scissors are a tool where it's two halves that make a whole. What I mean though is like as in oh, terms yeah. of gore, yeah. in terms of gore, like scissors um, will obviously kill you, right? Like you stabbing. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like they're being cut with like chainsaws or like trapped in like a yeah. saw trap or something yeah. you know what i mean like it's a little more subtle the violence in it you know yeah yeah, yeah. which it, i kind it, of like you know Very i'm not really a gore guy so yeah oh i love gore dude i just watched yeah, Evil Dead the I'm other night yeah. i forgot there was oh, a rape man. scene in that <laughs> yeah rainy <laughs> said that he doesn't uh like that scene anymore it dude it doesn't age well yeah. let me tell well, you he said he said that he he was like he originally was trying to make horror that was like 
he, when he was younger, he was trying to shock people. Yeah, that no reason. Was, yeah. And yeah. he was like, and that scene is just trying me trying. He's like, there's no purpose to the horror. It's not horror for like the sake of like a horror movie. It's just trying to shock people. Yeah. yeah. He's like, show he's, some he just titties. Feels like you faceless know? now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a horror film. Show some titties. That's all you got to do. Like, yeah. Know? So that was the one <laughs> obligation of the boob. I think they only showed one yeah. boob for like a split second. <laughs> yeah. It was the seventies. Yeah. yeah. But um, but it's true. I yeah, mean, that, 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 that happens all the well. time with with old movies are they just like i mean I, it sucks because it's just like dudes making decisions and then mm-hmm. the ultimate rationale is like oh yeah i was like i wanted to freak people it's like well you know given the weight of what's happening like you can't just throw that into a movie you know like yeah the I thing am... that i don't understand and it's what what shocks me the most when it comes to movies is like i when when i tried to make stuff and like if i were to be a director and make stuff my my biggest thing that i would do on the day on set is here is the script that i wrote but this is an image in my head do everything that you think you would do in reality like right. as your character like, like let the so, actors have some yeah. creative uh, freedom yeah. because at the end of the day like i can like one of the scenes in this movie where she's like she's chained to the coffee table and she like she can't reach i'm like it's a coffee table pull the coffee table forward yeah like yeah. and all it would take on the day is for jordan peele to go i've written that you try and grab it try and grab it don't struggle try and grab it yeah and if the coffee table moves forward you go well we're changing it because the coffee table yeah. move forward yeah <laughs> or we might or we might uh situation or we'll uh we'll move yeah there's like a whole bunch of yeah it's like reacting in real time to to real things you know makes it she needed yeah. to show that she still had her dancer toe strength breeze come on yeah, that's true. I, I, the second i saw that i was like when did we enter a tarantino film what's happening <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, yeah um but uh yeah. okay so reese what is uh what's, what's your take on it so i'm gonna be a little bit harsher that's all I'm right give that's it a okay. six out of ten and the thing is i agree with everything that the problem is i was agreeing with everything you guys were saying but i think the reason i give it a little bit lower is what dave was talking about i think i'm one of those people who went into it i'm just i'm judging the movie Mm. so much on get out like i'm just oh yeah and i can't get that part out like as much as i'm trying to be objective Uh it's really hard for me to separate the fact that i really want this like it's like it's 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 like with Steven Spielberg. The reason I don't watch Steven Spielberg movies now is because, or even ever really, is because he knows how to make a good film. So yes. when I watch him make the same level of film, I'm like, well, this is meaningless because I know you can do this. You're not right. challenging yourself at all. Right. So watching somebody do something that's the same level of what they've done before, mm-hmm. I just go, eh, so? Like, yeah. I just, I, yeah. I want to see some, even, even if it's... I, it's the second film, so I'm not like angry. I get it. Yeah, like I'm I'm fine with it. But I'm but I'm hoping that in the future he goes in a more challenging of himself direction than I think this. Yeah, was. Um, yeah. I I would really like that, him. That's to do just something. how I am with directors. Yeah, yeah. I always like. I mean, it's it's rough because like you don't want to talk about things that, you know, if I'm a director, I don't need people coming to me saying, "Hey, make your life harder." You know what I mean? Like I don't. I'm not trying yeah. to do that to people, but. Well, it's the Bohemian Rhapsody problem. Like, all all of Freddie Mercury's career, everyone was saying Bohemian Rhapsody is the best song you've ever written. And he's like, right. but I wrote that, like, three years into my career. Like, Right. Like, exactly. I, I, like, I've done more now. And the problem yeah. is that when everyone's comparing you to, like, and the same problem with Orson Welles. Like, or everyone, no matter what movie he made or whatever movie he was making, people are always like, so what, wanted to ask about Citizen Kane. And he's like, but what about what I'm making now? Right. Like, it, it it when you get stuck in that kind of like 
this is where you peaked it makes people upset because then you know it, mm-hmm. it, 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 I could understand if Jordan Peele burns out if like 10 years from now people he's making a movie and somebody's like so what about Get Out what was it like doing <laughs> that and he's like I made this new movie mm-hmm. 10 years later <laughs> let's talk about that right right yeah I can see that yeah that makes sense dude um, yeah it's yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah. is that, are we, are, do you think we're at the end of what we, we need are, to we are, we are I think so at the end of our, you know that's the thing too about that too. movie is like I don't think there's like a whole lot of it's good like it's fine yeah. like it's like what else what, there's not I don't a whole know. lot to say about it yeah the thing that really pissed me off and it's it this I think really like showcases the movie and like what how my feelings are on it like so there's a lot of white rabbits in the film yeah um, there's a lot of mirrors in the film and there's uh, all the villains are wearing red Mm-hmm. so it's clearly referencing alice in wonderland mm. but to what purpose like what what am i gonna get if i understand the source material of alice in wonderland it's just like you know a, a metaphor in there for metaphor's sake it doesn't really carry anything outside of somebody going that's an alice in wonderland reference and that's it yeah you know i don't though? know the meaning behind that too much yeah i don't know that well i guess that you know all texts can be interpreted so mm-hmm. you know you're Right yeah. to think that, but I also was reading a thing that the design of the costumes for the tethers came from actually from Michael Jackson, because they're all wearing red jackets and a single glove. Oh, okay, and like, it's also yeah, a, it's also a reference to that Thriller shirt she wins at the at the uh, at the carnival that she's wearing at the beginning. But, okay, maybe it's just yeah, a coincidence because like it's they're so in red hollow. and the red queen is is that? yeah at the same yeah. Well, no, the Michael Jackson one's not hollow because it makes sense. It's the only context she had leaving. Yeah, see, that's the the upworld. Exactly. And honestly, like, that did make sense to, like, I actually, we didn't really talk about the the reveal at the end, which we don't have to get into too deep, but I actually think that that was really smart because it showed why she was able to lead the revolution is because she wasn't a husk. Mm. She was still technically a full person. And uh, as a result... how do you explain a plan to people who don't understand language and can't speak? Why do they all have names if none of them can speak? Um, I know that's the thing like, too. There's so many, so many gaps and yeah, gaps of logic there. And yeah, how do they get the yeah. scissors? How do they make the outfits? How do they, you know, yeah, all find? How do they? How do they all get gloves a diet in their of rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. breeding the rabbits? Like you know, and also yeah. where's all the rabbit feces? And also at the end, who let them all out? Like why are they all just walking around? Yeah. They, weren't you eating these? Like yeah, who let... if they could go up the entire time, yeah. why didn't she just that when too. she was a kid? go oh i need to go find my dad i don't really understand what's happening yeah, i'm gonna go or, run or even back like, the way i came or even like that's the thing I, I you guys are talking about like a government project it's like who is keeping them down there like what is happening yeah, there was so never any like real mention of like was shut down forces that be you know of like yeah how come they like were plotting this revenge why didn't they just come up and like reveal themselves why do they have to like yeah host a murder spree to like replace everybody you know what i mean yeah. yeah and let's be realistic if the government shut yeah. down something like that they would just purge everybody yeah totally. yeah no, they exactly. wouldn't just leave them there to eat rabbits right? yeah. to eat rabbits yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man and how do they have like the the ability to replicate all the clothes like yeah even remotely close yeah yeah it just didn't make sense i mean that yeah and honestly that's probably why i give it a seven point is it's like you know there are like the gaps of I think of that any horror movie might yeah. have, you know, which you know, that's not the end of the world. But that's but. the thing is, I feel like Get Out, f- like for the most part, didn't like. That's the thing is, I can't. I just keep comparing the two. That's the yeah. And get you know out what? It's like comparing. Of... It's like comparing like like Ready Player One to like 
Jaws. Like it's never there's there's yeah. no world where he's gonna be able to replicate Jaws. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. it's almost like what are you talking? You think Jaws two, three, and four weren't as good as Jaws one? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think Jaws. I think I think Jaws is like Spielberg's Get Out. Like it's just like he. It was a yeah. pinnacle. It'll never really be reached. And so you might as well just like. <laughs> You might as well just enjoy yourself making projects that are interesting or, or appealing because I think if he spent all his time going, is it appealing? I need, to, I'm I need really a second sure. get I'm out. Like, like, he'd just be yeah. torturing himself, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. And I am looking forward to that Candyman, by the way, that you, oh, yeah. that you mentioned. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. Well, I still I need to watch the, the I want to watch the Twilight Zone show that he's the host of because I don't know how much creative kind of put in he has for that, but I heard he's mixed, still also a I heard part mixed of it. things about it. I heard it was, because no, I heard mixed things, but I'm also still wor- wo- like willing to give it a try. Well, yeah. the reason, like honestly, the thing that I heard from from some people is, isn't even that it's bad. It's just that modern day Twilight Zone it's is Black mean. Mirror. Like we don't need like yeah. a reboot of Twilight yeah. Zone. Like we have no, it. we it's don't. Black Mirror. Like it's yeah. like yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, that's fair. I hope that he doesn't get pigeonholed into being a horror director. I hope he does something different outside. Yeah, of horror. yeah. Um, Me too. He I hope he does the, like the the Sam Raimi school of film, where Sam Raimi says that any director starting out should make a horror movie first and then branch out. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. he does. Because like horror movie, you can, he's like you can have fun, but you learn what you need to do on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with these films being, and then so... you can apply those things to a real movie. Yeah, with these films being so profitable, I'm just yeah. I hope he doesn't get blinded by that because yeah. you know Get Out, four point five million dollar budget. And made two hundred and fifty-five mm-hmm. million. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And this one that's was twenty, made about the same. But mm-hmm. yeah. and I think it was just kind of writing off of his previous success. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is the, the reason it took me so long to watch this is just because pretty much everyone I know said it was kind of a letdown. But for the reason that Dave was saying that he mm-hmm. heard people say that as well, which is just people were they wanted expecting to get out, get out too. too. And but at yeah. the same time, I have to admit, I I went in even now. Mm-hmm. expecting get out too like not in the sense of like yeah but just just kind of something as I, good if not better right i remember yeah. feeling that way when i started it um at my parents mm-hmm. house like i i think if you watch it again in like a few months you might feel different like you may be able mm-hmm. to see it with more fresh eyes um maybe I'll, i might do that yeah but uh also instantly to see the whole movie also like last minute like i also love his production uh logo like like that little sequence of the i think it's great i think it's a great monkey pop productions i think it's a great yeah um producer tag at the beginning i think that's awesome mm-hmm. no it's a it's a clever little it's good it's good i really enjoyed it yeah and it references uh get out which is cool like it's it's you know it's clearly uh a trademark that's cool yeah um All right. so uh, <laughs> next week oh, thank you first off dave yes thanks for joining Thanks for uh, yeah. coming along with the podcast. Thanks for the invite. I had a yeah. great time. I was uh, <laughs> well. Yeah, next, I, next time I was, I'll stay I think up I was late. Trying to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, that's fine. Yeah, no, that was the big problem was trying to coordinate essentially time difference because not only I'm trying to do like math in my head because not only is Marcos five hours behind me, mm-hmm. but you are three hours then behind Marcos. Mm-hmm. So I was like sitting there trying to be like, so what time is it going to be for me? Is that okay? What's happening? I don't know. <laughs> right. It was just oh, it was so confusing. Wait, so yeah. what time is it over there, with Reese? What what time is it? It is eight thirty p.m. right now. Oh, Sweet. Well, you're you're all right. I thought it was like, yeah. late. All right, never mind. No, it's not. It's not late, but like I just uh like. 
I yeah no it was just it was just kind of a, it's more of the fact that it's like it's a Saturday yeah. at eight thirty like my girlfriend's just downstairs just chilling like waiting for me to kind of finish in a sense like right. just like well that's our Saturday night he's just upstairs chatting to people <laughs> I just feel a little bit bad but like yeah it's 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 fine like I don't mind doing it every once in a blue moon especially to catch up with you yeah um, yeah and honestly like if you if you do um you know like I said I work nine to five so. You know, if you wanted, if mm-hmm. you did want to do a morning sesh, that would work. You know, you could record after after I get off. Um, but yeah, it's been yeah, great being yeah. here, guys. Thank you. I don't have anything to promote. No um, there are no <laughs> plugs, no uh, ads, or uh, yeah, I don't know, fucking. I can vote no on Prop Twenty Two. I guess that that's what I'll boost. <laughs> if you live in California, <laughs> yeah. If you live in California, vote no on Prop Twenty Two. Shit's fucked yeah. up. And uh, vote yeah. Biden. Vote for Biden, for yeah. Biden. Grin and bear it. Just, just, yeah. just, just do Grin it. Bear, the yeah. the metaphor that I come back to that I've been using this whole time is like, it's like, do you want to have to climb over a ten foot chain link fence or a ten foot sandblasted concrete wall? Okay, one one or the other. Like, <laughs> yeah. Which because you're gonna have to go over one of them. All right, if you're running from yeah, the yeah. police or something, you got to go over one of them. Go pick the chain link fence. All right, you're you're yeah. you have footholds. You can get over it. And there will be a tomorrow. If you go to the concrete wall, you're going to be stuck. All right. So I don't know what to. Yeah. That that's that's been the metaphor I've been working with this whole cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, that that's 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 pretty pretty accurate. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's a there's a video from if anybody here doesn't watch it, I I I have a very good feeling Dave does, but I don't know if Marcus does. There's a channel on YouTube called Some More News, and he did a very a 30 minute video about why you should vote for Biden. Mm-hmm but also he sucks like it's like a video about like <laughs> he sucks but let's compare the two like, yeah on, like every issue yeah and he's like now now on every issue let's think about which one you'd prefer yeah <laughs> and it, and i also read a thing that was like you know they keep talking about like undecided voters right and it's like people mm-hmm. when they say that people think that means like somebody who's like well trump or biden i don't know what they really mean by that is like an undecided voter that can actually make a difference is because there really aren't that many people who are on the fence between the two of them. Yeah. What they, it's, it's people who are voting abnormal, like people who yeah, vote normally. Whether they would vote at all. Like that. And to yeah. me, it's like, I get that. And I, you know, I'm a fucking nerd. Like I look like I, I, I want to vote all the time as much as possible because that's just who mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. But I also get it. People have these lives and they, they cannot, they don't have the broadband. They don't have the bandwidth for every single issue all the time. Yeah. But I do think that like, even, even like, I don't know, even the most apathetic voter, it's like, it's, pet, it's you know, the rubber hits the road. You know what I mean? This yeah. is it. Like, right now, right now it's a very specific issue. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not, it's not like 2016 where it's like, uh, what, what could happen if this guy came into power? Yeah. It's, like, it's like, well, we know what's, yeah. could, what's happened. It's a whole, and it's yeah, like, it's I just... even watched this video. I watched this video today. I didn't watch all of it. I was getting like through some of it and then uh, I ended up having to do something else, but it's this guy who's a Republican who lives in South Korea. And he was like, I'm a Republican. Don't vote for Trump. I li- I've lived across the world for years and for, for like most of my adult life. And for most of my adult life, America's been considered, you know, and revered. Whereas now we're a joke. Please stop yeah. voting in a jokester. This is not, he's not a Republican. He's not, he doesn't stand for the Republican values. He's a charlatan and he's a joke to the rest of the world. Please yeah. don't vote him in. Yeah. I honestly, yeah, it's just such a, it's just so, so, you know, such a bite. It really is bizarre. It's a bizarre yeah. time. Yeah. We'll see, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. 
countdown to <laughs> what do we got like yeah. three weeks yeah oh i'm really worried <laughs> i know i know dude yeah but on another uh, note next week um marcos we discussed yep. it already and i'm just i couldn't think of anything else that wouldn't be more that would be more fun than than our suggestion we're gonna watch reanimator yes reanimator so, i just got done watching Evil watch Dead, like i said so i'm, I'm yeah. in for the gore right now oh Ooh. i i need some i need some more gory oh, nonsense where, like i was telling heather i was like no but it's it's like 70s 80s gore where it's just like a plastic mold of a head and yeah. then they melted it and like put some blue jet like or red gel underneath so it looks kind of like blood but not really but it's still kind of gross to watch yeah and she was like lovely <laughs> dude after watching the evil dead it really yeah. brought me back to the gore film we made, and I really want to because we oh, actually man. learned a lot making that. Um, speaking you of know making what's funny gore is films, I don't first have film. any version of that movie. There's a version of that that gore film we made on yeah. YouTube, and it's the only version I have left because I don't think I have any other copy of it. Oh, and man. it's us doing a commentary over it, so it's not actually the movie. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't good, but like it's just the us gore talking. parts were like fun because the movie goes from zero to a hundred yeah. real quick this, it was it was me it was me trying to make a short film yeah that was a horror movie so i spent like seven minutes of the film it's like a 10 minute short film yeah seven minutes are typical horror where it's like building the suspense mm-hmm. and then we got to the end and it was essentially it was a mix of Ezel's enthusiasm on the day <laughs> that made it really fast paced and it was also a mix of um like essentially because we're a short film we didn't really have the time to make more so yeah. we just had to have everything happen at the end in the last 3 minutes yeah. so it's 7 minutes of building and then it's three minutes of just people stabbing each other to death, and then oh, it's the dude. end. There's, I got blood squirted in my damn eye, dude. It was so much fun. Yeah. Um, and you stabbed a camera lens. Remember that? What did I, oh, I did. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> I hit it with my hand, I think, actually. You did. No, you hit it with, with, uh, with like, you were, you were stabbing me with a screwdriver. Oh, yeah. Um, and you missed, you, you, like, hit the edge of the camera lens. Oh, Cracked yeah. off the side. And then actually smacked the camera lens, the broken plastic, <laughs> with your hand. But it wasn't until we were we were spraying the fake blood off that we realized you were actually cut because you didn't feel it, and you just had oh, this yeah. massive gash on the side of your hand that looked normal because you were already covered in fake blood. Dude, you're right. I totally forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that was that was so much fun. But yeah, I would it love was fun. to do a proper gore film. Oh, it'd be so much fun. When, I, when I'm when i like, oh, yeah, I had this friend in high school named Marcos. And like, oh, show me a picture. I just show him the picture of the two of us just covered <laughs> in fake blood. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Oh, That's cool so you guys great. did that. I, that I didn't time. know you guys made that. That's cool. Oh, yeah, dude. The best was part was. You should send so me the commentary. Was in this, I'll send you the I'll send you the link, Dave. Um, And we'd, we'd like. So we use all this fake blood and we're like spraying like fake blood everywhere. And we found this like old storage room underneath the, the high, high school. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like that, like even the custodian had no idea. Like li- li- nobody knew about this place. It was covered in dust. It was, it was like, it looked like nobody touched it since the seventies. Mm-hmm. Where was um, it? Where was it? And uh, uh, like, it was like underneath so you're the going down the, yeah. okay. So you walk into the main entrance. Uh huh. And there's the two door, the the two doors that lead into the auditorium. Right. And then you you turn right, and there's like that one small hallway that has a staircase leading down to the cafeteria. Does that make sense? Uh huh. Yeah. There was a door opposite that. That was a storage room, and no one had touched it. In wow. Years. Wow. Yeah. And so much so, so we were spraying fake blood everywhere, and we got fake blood literally all over these like cardboard boxes. <laughs> 
Like, wow. we were trying to be really careful, but we got it, like, co- we covered all the cardboard boxes. Right. And I was like, okay, well, I was on decent speaking terms with Mr. McGinnis, the vice president at the time. Uh, or the, yeah, vice president, yeah. Vice Is that principal? Yeah. yeah, the vice VP. Principal. Vice the VP. principal. <laughs> <laughs> the vice principal at the time. So I went to Mr. McGinnis, and I was like, yo, we accidentally got fake blood all over a storage room. And he went, which storage room? I was like, the one downstairs next to the cafeteria and he goes i have no idea what you're talking about i was like all right so i showed it to oh, him yeah, we literally it was him, the yeah. first time he'd ever seen this room <laughs> oh, god <laughs> that's how that's, cool. that's how like know where this room was and wow. i opened the door and i just showed him all the boxes all these like you know cardboard boxes covered in fake paint like fake blood and i was like i'm really sorry we got it all over this what do we do and he just looked at me picked up like the first box on the top and turned it around so like the side that was on the wall was now facing outward and he went do that Mm -hmm. to all of them and never talk about this again (laughs) (laughs) that's funny it was real cool about it yeah it was really cool yeah yeah but anyhow yeah reanimator next uh next week again thank you david for coming mm-hmm. um and yeah, then, yeah, it's been great to talk to for, you guys for my mother thank you for listening um and when it when this is all uh pretty much our only you listener. know god knows when in <laughs> several years probably i would like to come <laughs> see you over there if you're still living over there i think that would be cool Dude, i have uh i mean you know once once covid's all done i'm more than happy to show people around like uh so i had some friends visit before but like i just moved to the area i'm in now wait hold so on did we stop recording well. what's going on no, we're still going. No, I mean, we still, we're still okay. chatting. We're still I mean, right. stop it. Let's stop it. You want to stop it? And then we can... Okay, yeah. Well, let's, right. let's, let's cut the episode now. I'm going to stop yeah, recording. Yeah. Okay. Stop recording. All so right. I'll see you all next On week. Three. Bye. Thank you.